Nation, and welcome back to SFL Nights with AJ Stryker. Thank you so much for joining me today or tonight or whenever you decided to hit that play button or turn on that radio dial. Really appreciate it, y'all. I have my panel of esteemed guests with me, and as you can see, you know, pieces change every now and again, and they have changed to some really great people. So, first up, I have Mr. Damon Simeon. He is the owner and the wide receiver of the Houston Hyenas. How are you doing? I'm great. What's up, SFL Nation? Damon Simeon, a.k.a. Dr. Sim, a.k.a. the head ball coach. Stole that from Steve Sperry. A.k.a. <laughs> Hall of Famer. I'm, I thought he was going to go there, too, but I guess not. Oh, I am a Hall of Famer, huh? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I checked. <laughs> and then I have a good friend of mine, Mr. Aaron Alexander, fullback of Fort Worth Toros. How are you doing? Uh, well, considering I just woke up, I'm doing okay. <laughs> oh, nice and rested, refreshed. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and I got Mr. Green Bay over here. <laughs> and also a really, really good friend of mine, Mr. Bo Martin Jr. That's right. Oh, it is oh, a oh, glorious, glo- I'll say it for you, glorious, glorious day of the cornerback uh, for the uh, last week, at least winning <laughs> Lone Star Glory. Represent. Well, I mean, what a I glorious mean, evening. Yeah, you, know, you got to celebrate when you can, man. Hey, you doggone right you do. That's why I got my Milwaukee Bucks hat right there, you know, just in case y'all forgot. Represent world champs, you know Actually, I don't have a problem with the books. The books are actually cool. I'm glad you like us. Yeah, this is the other team. We kind of a big deal right now. The other team you go for is questionable (laughs) at best. Ain't going to be no question who win that uh, Central Division. We can talk Mm. about it then. We will. And and lastly, Mr. Everything (laughs) AZ, coach, owner, um... Cheerleader, uh, 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 social media, uh, <laughs> everything. <laughs> Mr. Eddie Gage, how you doing? I won't claim cheerleader though. You can <laughs> you know I mean. Where your pom poms, Eddie? Uh, come on, you could you could have said Hall of Fame, strong safety, all time leader in interceptions, all around ball player, great defensive minded coach. Mm-hmm. Cheerleader, you know, but nobody, division, division nobody represent AZ Eddie. more than you do. You represent Eddie. AZ more than I do. Eddie, when you score your first pick six, you got to do the pom pom dance like TOD. You got to. And you know what? <laughs> and you know what? That's a bet. When I when I get it, I got you. <laughs> no, nah, he know how I feel about that Mike All jersey, that Jackson jersey he got on right now. I'm like, you gonna. Uh, I wore this because he's supposed to have been here today. Right. And he let you down to the last minute, so I had to rep on. Yeah. Hi, bro. <laughs> the rock. You got to do that. <laughs> but yes, thank you all for being on the show. I really appreciate all of y'all for being on. Um, and yes, Mike All was supposed to be on, as well as a couple other people, but they said they will make it on next week. So I'm looking forward to that too. As well as you guys, please come back if you can. I'd love to have you. All right, so tonight's show will include our week 10 review and picks for week 11. I will, which, well, picks for week 11 will be a part of my SFL chat around the water cooler segment. And um, that will also include 
who my panelists thinks should be offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, rookie of the year. Basically, if the SFL honors was tomorrow, based on the performances that we've seen so far from all teams, who would be winning these awards? So this should be very interesting, all right? Um, First up, we have some phenomenal games that happened over the weekend, as we often do, but it seems the closer we get to the playoffs, people take the gloves off and you really see what they're working with. Now, last week I chose Baltimore, Florida, Mexico, LA, DC, Atlanta, Vancouver, Queen City, uh, LSG, Las Vegas, AZ, and Portland to win their game. So let's see. Did I get them all right? Let's check them out. So the London Knights took on the Florida Storm and Florida won 27 to 13. The Knights had 233 yards passing, 111 yards rushing for 344 yards total. Their time of possession was 24 minutes and 26 seconds with zero mistakes. Florida had 304 yards passing, 48 yards rushing for 352 yards. Their time of possession was 19 minutes, 34 seconds with one turnover. Player of the game was quarterback Ron Cochran with 29 completions of 41 attempts, 304 yards, two touchdowns, and a quarterback rating of 98.0. So gentlemen, what do you think about this game? And was I right about this game? Yes, I was. But gentlemen, what did you think about this? think London surprised the hell out of both Florida and the entire SFL world when he decided to come out and run the ball. And in fact, remember Mike St. Green was on the last podcast and I told him he needed to tell his coaching staff he needed to run the ball because Florida gave him that. I don't know if he gave him that memo or not, but someone's paying attention over there because uh, this game was close for a long time before Florida finally ran away with it late. But uh it was almost the upset of the century right there. Yeah, that was a that was a great strategy by whoever decided to to run. And what do you know? All of a sudden London has a running back. Like it is it we haven't seen Robert Merrill since season 15, man. It's like um he disappeared the entire season 16 and he was gone pretty much up until this week in 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 this particular game and and uh, I guess London figured, you know, at this point they haven't lost four out of their last five, they didn't have anything to lose. So they gave it a shot and, and hopefully they discover something because uh, Robert Merrill still lives, you know, um, and he's a viable option at running back. And I've been I've been kind of campaigning for them to use him more than they have been. So I'm really glad they 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 put him to work and hopefully they figured something out because that that's going to go a long way against alleviating some of the pressure that uh, that Johnny Pickler is under a lot of times, because when you know Johnny Pickler's going to throw. You can. That's why he gets so many picks because everybody in the SFL knows all they're going to do is throw the ball. But when you get Rob, when you get Robert Mail involved, that changes the game and hopefully it frees up Johnny Pickler a little bit. Good stuff. <clears throat> I'll piggyback off a of boat. You know the great Kobe Bryant. You know once said, "You can't win a championship with one style of play." You know, and 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 especially in, in the game of football, no matter how much you love to pass the ball, you have to run the rock. You know, and 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 looking at stats here, Robert Merrill had 24 carries for 111 yards. 100 yards is hard to come by in the SFL on the settings that we play on now. You know, on All Pro, it was easy. 
<clears throat> you know, someone can rack up over 100 yards in the first half, you know, but now it takes an entire game to break that 100 yard mark. And also here, I mean, the game was, as, as you stated, was pretty close. Even at the half, it was 10-10. But then Florida ran away with it in the second half with 17 points and London only scored three. But, you know, basically they couldn't move the ball really in that second half. And Florida just made the the, the, the key adjustments that they needed to make to come away with that victory. But um, as, as as we all saw, you know, I mean, we, we, we know that Pickler can sling it. He can throw it with the best of them, you know, but also averaging five INTs a game is not going to get you into the dance. No, it wasn't. It was definitely a refreshing change of pace to see London start <laughs> running the ball, considering the game prior it was yeah. it was air raid the whole time. Pickler had almost 500 yards of, of passing the, the week prior. So to to have them come out and actually start using Robert Merrill as a, an a, an actual running back and more just a receiver option out of the backfield, uh, especially from a broadcasting point of view. Broadcasted this game, didn't you? Yep, I sure did. Gotcha. Good stuff. The Baltimore Vultures took on the Carolina Skyhawks, and Baltimore won 40-28. The Vultures had 444 yards passing, 66 yards rushing for 510 yards total. Their time of possession was 19 minutes and 7 seconds with no mistakes. Carolina had 377 yards passing, 48 yards rushing for 425 yards total. Their time of possession was 23 minutes and 55 seconds with only one mistake. Matt Chima was your player of the game with seven receptions, 229 yards, three touchdowns, and he averaged 32.7 yards per catch. This was a, an amazing game to watch. For a minute, I thought that Carolina was going to win this game, but then... Baltimore kind of turned on. They did what they do best, and they picked it up in the fourth quarter. And I think that's how, you know, it was all she wrote. It's so easy to forget that this is only Jack Wigmore's third season in the league. Um, he's come so far, you know, and uh, and he didn't not even third like this is he hasn't even technically because he didn't start until like week six, I think, of season fifteen. So, uh, or somewhere later on, he was late in his start, but he is he is one of the best at slinging the rock and to be so young in his SFL career is, is really amazing. I mean, he was able to uh, throw the ball 444 yards without any interceptions, okay? Um, and that's huge. When you pass that much and you, you have a 66% completion rate, that's huge. And, 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 it, and he was sacked three times. But what that shows me is that even with all of those 33 attempts, he was making good decisions with the ball. And so um, kudos to Jack Wigmore. Um, I tell you, Baltimore is going to be tough to stop. I mean, I'm, I know other people have other stuff to say, so I'll be quiet on that. But Baltimore is going to be tough to stop. I, I don't want to mm -hmm. play them. And I'm hoping somebody else beats them before we have to even try. <laughs> that's fair. That's that's very fair. Uh and I think uh, a key to, to Jack Wigmore's success has been uh, his receiving core, especially, uh, you know, Ivory Irvin, Max Shima, who you could argue may have a uh, uh, maybe in the conversation for that offensive player of the year, uh, just because that's just the team that Baltimore has been. Uh, of course, the rookie Jimmy Hazard has been involved on 
uh, the offense as well, whether passing or running the ball. T-Roy Gaines, uh, in his new fullback position, continues to be involved in that offense. Uh, Baltimore, even if they end up getting beaten, it's it's going to be a slugfest in order to give them their first loss. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, Bo spoke on just about everything I was going to talk about. I mean, the 66.6 passing comp- completion percentage, you know, I mean, that's just outstanding. 22 out of th- 33 out of 22. Uh, I mean, what can you say about Wigmore in this offense, man? You Who throws for 444 yards and not throw a pick? You know, I mean, that's unheard of in this league. If someone throws over 300 yards, there's guaranteed to at least be one pick thrown in that game. <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> I mean, the offense is just outstanding, man. I mean, they got everyone involved. You know, Ivory had over seven receptions for 107 yards. Jimmy Hazard, uh, four receptions as well for 59 yards receiving. And he also had 51 on the ground, you know, um, Mac Chima. 229 yards receiving? Uh, are- <laughs> that's, normal. that's normal for Mac Chima. Ashley, you remember the last time when Mac Chima and Baltimore played us, right? Yeah, you still dream about that, bro. I still I have know. nightmares. I still have nightmares about Mac Chima. And so <laughs> he what, he did the same. And matter of fact, I'm going to look back because if I remember, I think he had 229 exactly against us. And I, wow. I think that's what it was. Or if not, it was something close. But I tell you, Mac Chima, for him to be the number two, is 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 absolutely incredible. I don't know if there's a better number two receiver in the SFL. Nah, they they they, they can't be. Good point. Eddie, you got something to add to that? Just the fact that Baltimore's point differential. I don't know where it ranks all time, but it has to be up there because uh, they belong folks out every week. It, it, it's not even close. Most of these games. And and they're not even winning time of possession. They only had the ball 19 minutes. You know, Carolina had it 23, what's that, four minutes more? <clears throat> you know, then, well, actually, you can save five minutes more because Carolina had it 23.55, you know? I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous, man, how this team can put up points so fast. They put up 20 points in the fourth quarter alone, you know? That is just amazing, man, how they're just so high power. Uh, as as Bo said, man, it's going to be hard to stop this this team and really i don't see anyone coming close uh to stopping these guys only only team that i can say probably could 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 scratch it will be florida but other than that i really don't see anyone stopping this this offense it is definitely going to be very interesting in the next few weeks to say i'll take that back i'll put florida and arizona up there because arizona really has been doing their thing as of lately um on the defensive side of the ball i am really really i'm not gonna say surprised that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> I am really, really impressed in, in the way how Arizona has turned their defense around compared to last season, the amount of points that Arizona gave up to what they're doing now this season. Kudos to that. <clears throat> but we'll get to Arizona later on down the line. But I think those two teams will be the ones that, that I feel that, that that may have a shot to, to stop in this uh, Baltimore offense. All right. Gotcha. Next up, we had the Jacksonville Kings taking on the D.C. Dragons. A fantastic game to watch. Jacksonville pulled out the win, 40-38. to 38. Um, The Kings had 328 yards passing, 107 yards rushing, 434 yards total. Their time of possession was 21 minutes and 32 seconds with only one mistake. 
DC had 279 yards passing, 129 yards rushing for 408 yards total. Their time of possession was 21 minutes, 58 seconds with three mistakes. Player of the game was Jared Willis um, with the 17 attempts, 170 yards, one touchdown, 47, uh, 47 reception yards, and two reception touchdown so man this was a great game to watch my heart goes out to the dc dragons because unlike the kicker from um that baltimore game that made his 66 yards their field goal was just shy of putting them over the top and i can only imagine the heartbreak i mean we lost games like that as for arizona so i already know you know it was it was heartbreak century for them, but that was a definitely good game to watch. Yeah, I I definitely feel for this DC team. Uh, just yeah. looking back, just at, at this season alone, the only losses that have been more than seven points were in Week Four against Mexico City, and then the loss to Portland. Every other loss that they've had. Including to teams like Baltimore, like Queen City, like Atlanta, have been seven points or less. Mm. I, you've got to feel for this DC team. They're clearly a good team, but for whatever reason, they're just not able to piece wins together. Yeah, you're, you're right, Aaron. DC has been just staggered all season long with close losses, and and. And you, you you have to feel sorry for you know the team and, and the organization and for losing so many games that are that are just so close to winning. You know, I mean, this game went back and forth, man. And 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 DC put up twenty one points in the first quarter. You know, I mean, they jumped out big. So that le- that lets you know there that the defense slacked in the second and third quarter because Jacksonville jumped up twenty six points in those two quarters alone. You know, but <clears throat> yeah, is I mean the time of possession was neck and neck. The the, the total of yards was pretty much close together. You know, four thirty five for the Kings and and four hundred eight for for the Dragons. <clears throat> Excuse me, <clears throat> but but yeah, man, this was just a, a heartbreaking loss for DC once again that we have seen constantly throughout the season. But they're they're a young team. You know, the, and, and the crazy thing about it is that they're young, but they're still in games, you know. So once they, if, if they can get everyone to return next season, continue to build on their roster, their, 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 their players. I mean, that's the thing about the SFL. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of faithful and loyal people to stay with a team and see that team grow. I don't think anybody has, has, has a more law, uh, loyal following than. Long star. Frank was playing chess when everybody else was playing checkers. He he was thinking long term beyond just this season, and he drafted a bunch of offensive linemen because he knew they're hard to come by. And uh, yeah, so he scooped them up. I mean, he knew it, it would probably be a price to pay this season, but going down the road when everyone else is seeking out offensive linemen, he's already got four of them, and he's trying to build you know for the long haul. So mm-hmm. kudos to Frank, man, and. Uh, he doing his thing over there. Absolutely. Absolutely. The Atlanta Swarm took on the Tulsa Desperados at Greenwood District Stadium. Oh, was I right about that last game? Mm. I wasn't. 
I wasn't either. I actually chose DC to win. So if we would have made that field goal, it would, that would have been right, but whatever. They should have. <laughs> they was in they was in position to hit that field goal and 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 uh took two straight sacks. That was terrible. I know, right? But the Atlanta Swarm took on the Tulsa Desperados. And Atlanta won in a big way, 48 to 3. Tulsa had 151 yards passing, 35 yards rushing for 186 yards total. Their time of possession was 15 minutes, 33 seconds with two mistakes. Atlanta had 379 yards passing, 90 yards rushing, 469 yards total. Their time of possession was 27 minutes and 32 seconds with no mistakes. Player of the game was BDG Hollywood with 20 attempts. 60 yards, two touchdowns, 129 yards, uh, 129 reception yards, and one, oops, wait, 129 reception yards and one reception touchdown. Wow, I couldn't read. Um, Another person that I think could have gotten player of the game was the quarterback, Bryant Dynasty. Hold on, let me pull this up really quickly. Bryant Dynasty, 30 for 33. He had his completion percentage is 90.91. He had 358 yards, four touchdowns, and no interceptions. So when you guys were talking about Jack Wigmore and his performance, you got somebody else that, I mean, come on, man, 90% accurate? Dude, I, I ain't seen that. that. Hell, <laughs> I don't think ever. Hey, hold on, hold on now. <laughs> you had 90% when we played Florida back in season, I think it was 16, no, 15. Oh, so back, way back. It wasn't way 40, back. I think it was 14. I no, I'm sorry, not Florida, Jacksonville, my bad. <laughs> but you know what I got to say, though, as, as impressive as that is, though, for, uh, for, for Atlanta, I think this is more about, um, this is more about um, the other team and and how they how Tulsa is in my opinion and and forgive me I'm gonna be a little harsh here, in my opinion one of the biggest disappointments of the season, uh, in the SFL. So much was expected of them when this season started. Like they were they were deemed a playoff caliber team when this season started. They've got the tools, you know. That when you when you look at when you look at their their um, their roster, you know uh, they've got Gabriel Manny, they've got Sanzo Robin. Robinson, excuse me. They've got Jason France. You know, they've got they've got players at, at at positions, right? And so, and I understand that JQ is still relatively new, but they've got good players on offense and defense as well. And in in my opinion, um, hands down, with with maybe save one other team that that will remain nameless for the time being, um, they have to be the biggest disappointment of the season. So I know Atlanta's was a hard task, anyways, right? So I'm not I'm not taking anything away from Atlanta and their skills because that would have been a tough matchup for anybody. But um, it just seemed like Tulsa. Just I don't know. I, I'm not sure if there's something. I said it before. I'll say it again. Something's going on in Tulsa. Maybe we don't know about it. Maybe we'll never find out about it. But I'm telling you first, something's going on in Tulsa. Yeah, and it, it part of it is something that both me and Demond uh, alluded to the last time both of us were on uh, the podcast. Tulsa, as far as on the field, doesn't have a sense of identity, either defensively or offensively. Like, if you were to to give me a strength of either Tulsa's offense or defense, in just the most basic sense, where do you go? 
Because for me, you're absolutely right. They have the pieces they need to be a good team. But for one reason or another, they just seem... And I don't even want to use the term underutilized because Sansa lost. Robinson and Gabriel Man it lost would definitely be uh, a better a better word there because uh, th- this game Atlanta was just able to do whatever they wanted both offensively and defensively. I mean, I, 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 I'm I'm like Bo. You know this team. This team is a disappointment because so many people had them on their radio radar to be a playoff team. Um, a lot of people thought this team was going to run. You know, come the start of the season, and they basically just been crawling. Um, <clears throat> does does you know is 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 this is going to be harsh to say? Does the organization care? Does the coordinators care mm. about what's going on? There's no reason why Gabriel Manny should only have. 35 yards receiving on six receptions. We just saw Mac Chima had seven receptions for 229 yards. And Gabriel mm-hmm. Manning has every freaking animation known to a wide receiver. He has everything. And this guy can't can't even get 40 yards receiving in the game. You know, I mean, this is just, I mean, there's no excuse for JQ being a new quarterback. Because we've we've seen what what other quarterbacks are are, are doing, mm-hmm. you know, um, that are rookies. And JQ was one of the highest rookies. I mean, had one of the highest ratings of of the quarterbacks uh, coming out of the, the draft last season. You know, compared to you know a few others. So, but, so, but this is this is this is just. I mean, I, I really don't know exactly what to say about this team. You know, I mean, your free safety lead the lead the team in tackles, and then your second lead in tackle is your cornerback. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so I mean, wh- why why aren't your linebackers leading the team in tackles? Those are supposed to be your your the, the guys who are leading this team in tackle. That means that the 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 running back is probably getting to the second. I mean, the the third level on just about every run he's 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 running. Uh, I didn't even see what what BDG had. I mean, he only had sixty yards on twenty attempts. Uh, but Brian Dynasty, I mean, ninety point nine passing percentage. I want to know what that QBR was. It has to be max at one fifty four. It wasn't it wasn't that high. I believe officially it was somewhere in like the one forties. Oh, he was robbed. Mm. Or maybe it was the three incompletions. Maybe, yeah. Maybe if it was perfect. I... <laughs> oh man, yeah. Because um... uh, that game, uh, yeah. Me and me and Ramos were were talking about how shocking it was that Dynasty didn't have a perfect QBR, mm-hmm. considering just how again. Atlanta was able to do whatever they wanted, whether it was hand the ball off to BG Hollywood or air the ball out with Brian Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. It's crazy. It is. Hey, that's, that's SFL. That's that. That's that all pro football. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Mexico City Aztecs Yo. took on the Fort Worth Toros. Oh, I know, Aaron. I know, man. I know. And Mexico won 28 to 10. Was I right about this game? I believe so. The Aztecs had 236 pa- passing yards for 125 uh, rushing yards for 361 yards total. Their time of possession was 25 minutes and five seconds with two mistakes 
Fort Worth had 128 yards passing, 90 yards rushing for 218 yards total. Their time of possession was 18 minutes and 55 seconds with only two mistakes. Player of the game was halfback Phoenix Jones with 27 attempts, 114 yards, two touchdowns, 26 reception yards. So, Aaron, please tell me what happened with this game. I Phoenix Jones happened. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, in, in Sims a week, we've really been struggling to really contain Phoenix Jones. And he ain't going away. <laughs> it's, uh, I think a part of that ended up being to our to our detriment, of course, the the coaching change. Uh, we're we're still kind of struggling offensively, I think, with uh, with our new offensive staff here in Fort Worth. But uh, there there's a light at the end of the tunnel for for us, but it even for us to make playoffs this season, it's going to take a miracle. Yeah, um, fourth word I, I had winning the winning the division. Although I'm in the division, trust me, I wanted to win the division. But fourth word finished the season so strong last season with that. Uh, I had them up there pretty high at, in reference to winning the South Division, and it, it's 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 sadding to see them take this this down spiral 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 that they have taken this season. Um, because I still want the South to reign as the toughest division in the SFL. You know, uh, last season was fun. What everyone was winning games and beating up on each other or whatever. It, that that was hilarious, dude. You know, so um, I mean, looking at me, I'm a third down guy. Um, Fort Worth didn't do too good on on third down. Only thirty percent. You know, three out of ten. That's not good. And also, I was looking back. Well, looking at first downs, you only have. 12 first downs the entire game you gave up 21 and you're right Aaron Phoenix Jones is a beast dude I mean that is a monster it it should be illegal for him and Ray Bentley to be on the same team uh (laughs) 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 just my thought just my thought man and and although Ray only had 12 yards rushing but I'm pretty sure that those was crucial 12 yards you know it could have been for some of those first downs that they got because they had 21 you know um and, and and Matt Matt Wilson, he's going to give you a few picks. You know, he he's known for, for dropping you a few picks. Um, and, and you guys got got two of them uh, last week versus Houston. I mean, uh, versus Houston, he didn't throw any when we faced him. Uh, <laughs> but they beat us up on the ground on the ground, and we added the bear, and they still got past us. <laughs> But uh, but but man, Mexico City is rolling. What they on a five game winning streak now or so? Something and, like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean this this team is rolling. This team is hot as well. You know they're always up there making the playoffs. Uh, never out of the picture. I wish Cam would put them in a different division, get them away from me, um, because our games always come to the last minute. You know, it's, it always come to the last minute or so. But looking at these guys, man, their defense. You know, yes. Their defense, I mean, their linebackers led this team in tackles. KT Horrell, eight. Ronnie Watson, seven. You know, then Ben Charbs had seven tackles as well. Um, I mean, that's just this, this is just great defense by the linebackers there leading this team in tackles or so. But but I I I feel that fourth word's gonna bounce back. 
next season. I, I think they're going to regroup, get themselves together. And, and that's basically all I have to say on that. Um, I don't want to take up too much time. <laughs> well, I just wanted to piggyback on uh, what you were saying, um, DR, because it, they were actually, the, the Mexico City defense was actually able to hold Thrilliams to a <laughs> meager 87 yards, uh, 22 carries for 87 yards. Now, granted, he did get two touchdowns, but um, we all know how capable Jason Williams is, is of, of breaking mm -hmm. through for a 150, 200 yard, you know, 200 plus yard game. Yeah. And so to, to hold Jason Williams to 87 yards and then and then Stephen Hacker did a disappearing act. Um, how's your number one receiver only have one reception for 14 yards? Um, you know, their their defense. So so give that Mexico City defense some credit. I mean, of course, everybody knows Fort Worth leans on their tight ends pretty probably harder than any other team in the SFL. Mm -hmm. um, so Robert Robert Garrett Jr. had five receptions for 53, and Lauren Prococo had uh, four for 38. But um, it, uh, it it really is a testament to Mexico's defense, and I know they don't get talked about a lot. You know, nobody really mentions m much about Mexico's Mexico's defense unless you're talking about uh, Jeffrey Daggs or KT Horrell or Dan Tritz. But um, they actually did a really good job of shutting down uh, Thrilliams and the rest of that the rest of that uh, offense. Good points. Absolutely. Yeah, they, their defense is always up there. Um, above um as you just stated man I, and i'm trying to pull it up now what their defensive stats are for the season um i, I know they're in the top five but they're always in the in, in the top five or so um i think i have too many windows open it's gonna move a little slow ashley we can go on to the next one if you like <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to see hey coach did you want to say something or are you just chilling no i was just i was just saying that it's not really like phoenix really dominated the game but they did enough just enough to like get first downs, kind of like what we did with Sioux Falls this past weekend. I mean, they they got just enough yards on third and short to convert, and they kept Fort Worth offense off the field. And man, that was it was just one of those typical Mexico City offenses in which they just dominate time possession with the run game and the short passing game. And when you try to get greedy and take the short passing game away, the ball going over your head. So you got to figure out what you're going to, what you wouldn't give or take away. And man, I'm telling you, I said it a million times, but Ramos has, he's one of the better offensive coordinators in this league because he makes you defend the entire field. Yeah. This, this defense is, is, is ranked number three in the entire SFL. They only give up 20.5 points per game. Arizona is one queen city is two. I mean, their net points, 101. I mean, that's outstanding. They only give up 246 yards a game in, in passing, only 70.9 yards rushing. Come on, dude. You know, I mean, this team is 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 just stacked on the defensive side of the ball. It's going to be hard to, to 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 put up points versus this this team. I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to be hard to put up points because you can put points on them, but winning the ball game is going to be the hardest part because they're going to fight you to the end. You yeah, yeah, trust me. Gonna fight you to the end. <laughs> Must have been watching our Sims. All right, so <laughs> I played him a few weeks ago, and I have him week twelve again. So, <laughs> mm. <Wow>. yeah. <laughs> Louisiana Revolution took on the Los Angeles Lions, and Los Angeles won fourteen to seven. Was I right about this game? Yes, I was. Louisiana 
had 110 yards passing for 84 yards rushing, 194 yards total. Their time in possession was 19 minutes, 44 seconds with four mistakes. L.A. had 166 yards passing, 109 yards rushing, 275 yards total. Their time in possession was 23 minutes and 45 seconds with two mistakes. Player of the game was quarterback, um, excuse me, halfback, jeez, Robert Johnson with 24 attempts, 100 yards, one touchdown, 16 reception yards. And um, this was actually a very interesting game to watch. I did say that L.A. was going to win this game partially because they were at home um, and partially because I think Louisiana, you know, with um, with Brian Craven and crew getting acclimated with that team build over there. Um I figured that they were probably going to run into maybe a few issues with L.A. And it looks like they did. They had four turnovers, which I think was one of the reasons that they lost this game. Being held to 84 yards, rushing too, may have something to do with that as well. Anybody, any thoughts? Less than 200 yards of total offense and four turnovers is a recipe for an L. And uh, man, Credit to L.A. They did their homework and they took away everything that Louisiana likes to do offensively and dominated that game with their defense and did just enough to on offense to come away with that win. Kudos to L.A. They they I was talking to their coaches early in the week and they were in the lab early getting ready for that game. So shout out to L.A. coaches. Yeah, because 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 Louisiana came into this game pretty hot on a nice little win streak. I think it was two yep. game win streak they were on two or three. Um, I mean, when anytime you can hold a quarterback man to to 110 yards passing for four quarters of football, and your four turnovers, defense, mm-hmm. your defense is doing something. I mean, he threw, dude was straight up 50 percent threw the ball 30 times, only completed 15 completions. You know, I mean, that's you're not you're not going to win many ball games on on those type of uh, uh, st- statistics and mm-hmm. so forth. Um, you know, Registrator, 19 carries for 78. I can remember, man, I've seen Registrator have 19 carries and over 250 yards uh, rushing, you know. So, as, as Ed has stated, LA must have went, you know, to the drawing board and basically took care of business. You know, as, as, as we can see from the score, you held Louisiana to seven points as a team that has been red hot over the past few weeks. Um, kudos to Los Angeles, man, because they came out balling on the defensive side of the ball here, looking at these these uh, um, <clears throat> Rochelle Coaston led the team in in tackles, you know. That's I mean, the safety. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, sometimes it 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 it'd be that way, right? But I guess that uh, I don't know if she was hitting many of the receivers. It must have been Registrita she's been hitting because I don't see these receivers doing too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, in fact, that's what I was gonna say, uh, Demond. When I when I looked at these numbers, when you're first of all, the leading receiver was Registrita, and he only had 43 yards. Mm-hmm. But when you look at these other receivers, I mean, it was it it, it, it was Mike Twinscrew two receptions, 18 yards. Tight end B. Robo, two receptions, 11 yards. Yep. Chase Earl, two receptions, eight yards. Where was the pass game? And I get the fact that Tommy Utah is a rookie and he's still he's still coming into his own. I get that. Um, is this, you know, I, I ask myself, is this Louisiana getting exposed or are the Lycans just that good? Because um, four interceptions, you know, it, it, and and to hold the leading receiver to 43 yards and none of the none of your wide receivers had more than 20 yards receiving or more than 18 yards receiving 
that's mm. that's unheard of in the SFL. Mm. And so I, I wonder, does this say more about Louisiana than it does about, you know, uh, L.A. or vice versa? Because something L.A. did just had them had they must have a really good scout for Louisiana. I don't know, but something happened. Registreeter 19 carries for 78 yards. They held everybody. Usually, usually if you hold a run game, the pass game goes off or vice versa. Right. L.A. held everybody. I don't know how they did that. That's that's extremely hard to do when you can just shut a team completely down like this. I mean, I'm still flabbergasted over the their passing yards of 110. 27 know? yards per quarter, 27 and a <laughs> half exact, but per quarter. So imagine that you're only you're only throwing 20 less than 30 yards a quarter is what that average is out to. As as, as as an owner, a player, <laughs> that had to be horrible to watch. <laughs> uh, I, I could definitely speak from experience, though. It, uh, a part of that is definitely credit to the Lycans defense. That defense is frightening. Yeah, it is. It is. They, they, their defense, um, you know, we played them, what was I think it was week four. We won a three-game winning streak coming into the season. And, man, what is that? A snowball hourglass. Oh. What you trying to what you trying to say? We talking too much. <laughs> he know. <laughs> All right, trying okay. to shut you down, Demond. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, I mean, their deep. They, Aaron is correct. Their defense is 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 the bomb. dot com. You know, I mean, yeah. they 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 only give up twenty point nine points a game, and guess what? <laughs> they points against is going to drop even lower now mm. uh, because they only gave up seven last week. You know, uh, I mean, they're ranked fourth. And I mean, it's hard to be in that top five, you know, but when you can do it, you're, you're, you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Do it, Ashley. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, DeMond. <laughs> um, the Charleston Predators took on the Queen City Corsairs and Queen City won 38 to 6. Charleston had 243 yards passing, 64 yards rushing for 305 yards total. Their time of possession was 19 minutes, 44 seconds with three mistakes. Mm -hmm. Queen City had 233 yards passing, 140 yards rushing for 373 yards total. Their time of possession was 24 minutes, 16 seconds with no mistakes. Player of the game was halfback Jack Zero with 22 attempts, 117 yards, two touchdowns, and 24 reception yards. So it looks like Queen City had the better rushing, had the better rushing game definitely and won in the time of possessions, Um, which Bo, I think you... Well, I, I, was it you or was it Demond that was mentioned? No, that was Demond. That time of possession was very important, and that you'd rather um, do well on your third down conversions and your time of possession. Can you tell mm-hmm. me why? Well, it it goes back to I think it was season fifteen, heading to the playoffs. We had we were coming up, we were facing um, Jacksonville uh, in, in the in the wild card round in the playoffs, and it shocked me that. Jacksonville was winning. I mean that they were that their percent their third down percentage for the season was 65% on third down. When I saw that, my eyes lit up and I said, this is why this team is winning games because they're not coming off the field. Houston, on the other hand, season 15, 
we were coming off the field a lot on third downs. I think our average on third down was like 40 something percent. And I said, in order for us to win this game, we have to at least average 66% on third down. When that game was over with, I went back and looked at the stats. Well, we lost that game. We lost about three points in overtime. When that game was over, when I went back and looked at the, uh, the, the stats, and the first thing I went and looked for was third down percentage. We lost third down percentage 64 to 63%. <laughs> I mean, I actually wow. altered I actually altered my playbook so that we that to, to plays to make sure that we can convert on third down. I mean, third down is a very, very key uh, uh down, you know, in the game of football. I mean, it's the it's 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 the difference between your drive continuing or you punting the ball back to the other team and you coming off the field. Good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. Um, I just was looking at the Queen City Corsairs uh, uh, stats. And you, I got to say, first of all, Queen City reminds me of the old uh, San Antonio Spurs. Like, they're not flashy. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody really gives them any props, but they're just chugging right along and they're dominating and they don't really get a lot of lot of press you know you don't see them in gen chat making noise you know mm-hmm. you don't you you very seldomly hear from them but i mean they are dominating in their division and, and possibly even one of the top contenders to come out of the sfl this year and uh i looked at aj caswell we were talking about completion percentage he had two incompletions the entire game two mm-hmm. <laughs> he had a 92 percent click completion rating um when and and you know and I'm looking I see Jet Zero yeah he had 22 rushes for 117 he got MVP but for of that game um, but if you ask me that should have went to AJ Caswell you know yeah. it could have went either way but I feel like that should have went to AJ Caswell he had a phenomenal game you know uh, he took care of the football two incompletions and um, I like how he spread the football out to his receivers um, and um, you know like I said quiet is kept look out for Queen City they are. They are the San Antonio Spurs of the SFL. How many touchdowns did he have by chance? AJ? Two. Two. Two? Two? Okay. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. So, Aaron and Eddie, did y'all want to add to this? Just that Queen City, one thing I like about their offense, a lot of teams in the SFL run out of base formation. Queen City has a number of plays in which they run and which they spread you out. And with Jet Zero being a power back, now you find yourself, if he get to that second level, it's it's a wrap. It's off to the races because he's going to run you. He's going to put his, his his helmet in your chest, run you over, and now it's a house call. So, man, that offense, I like the way they did it with him because most power backs, they, they run, you know, out of a base set. But they, they tend to spread you out and run the ball right up the middle. And like I say, if 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 his old lineman get to those linebackers and now he's up against the secondary, goodbye. Yeah, anytime you have a, a man of five that stands as a statue of five foot eleven, two hundred thirty pounds, and is maxed out and break tackle, yeah, you know, that's you, that's 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 asking for a disaster for the defensive side of the ball, man. I mean, we, he gave us nightmares all week long, um, and, and 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 in the game, you know. I added the bear and our defense that game as well because he's a power back. I'm trying to stuff the stuff the run. You know, and and just stop it. But although we had five people on the defensive line, he still broke through several times. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Um, there were some times we did stop him, but man, he he, he broke through and, and, and took care of his business. But yeah, this is the this is a a, a, a just absolutely beast of a of a running back and and i and i think bo hit it right on the nail they are the san antonio spurs of the 2000s uh, of the sfl i mean they're not a flashy offense they keep it quiet but guess what they win they're, they're winning ball games you know no one thought this team was going to come out this season and be this good you know we all thought they were going to be at the bottom of the pole as they were the past few seasons or so, you know, and everybody was just going to beat up on them and make a way uh, marching into the playoffs. But no, this team is really making some noise. And keep in mind too, uh, DeMond, they had to replace a pretty good chunk of their roster as well. Yes, um, did. What did they replace? Five or six players this season? Yeah. So, um, you know, they had to kind of piece together stuff too. And so, it, you know, a lot of, a lot of teams that piece together like that, they don't end up performing as well, but, kudos to the coaching staff they took that team and they pieced everybody into place and they're making it work mm-hmm. yep, they mm-hmm. definitely was i right about that game i sure was i'm <laughs> <laughs> um, gonna okay guys i'm gonna skip you um houston and lone star just for a second because i know i'm gonna have to use this a couple times for y'all <laughs> but <laughs> We're going to go to my favorite, and I, keep in mind, I'm not on either one of these teams, but when these two teams get together, it's always a fun time. And that is the Denver Night Wings taking on the Las Vegas Fury in Vice Wars. I, um, oh, well, Denver won, first off, 41 to 27, and I was wrong about this game. Uh, the Night Wings had 263 yards passing, 175 yards rushing for 438 yards total. Their time of possession was 28 minutes, 10 seconds, three mistakes. Florida had 307, I'm Jesus, Fury had 371 yards passing, 47 yards rushing for 418 yards total. Their time of possession was 15 minutes, 50 seconds with four mistakes. And gentlemen, I will let you choose the player of the game because, of course, Cam's Xbox wouldn't allow the player of the game to be shown. So I'm going to let you guys decide who should be a player of the game for this game. But this is always fun. They played at Silver State Stadium, which actually made me choose Las Vegas to begin with, because usually when they're at home, they're pretty much unstoppable. But it looks like Denver had their card in this one. As far as uh, a player of the game, that was a simple choice. I mean, you know, they didn't even really need to wait. Bailey O'Shaughnessy right. dominated that Bailey. game. Yeah. Bailey went nuts with 24 carries, 144 yards, and a touchdown. That's just in the in you know that's just in the run game, you know. And then you add in the additional pass game, uh, uh, the additional pass game of 60 yards uh, on 12 receptions as well. You're talking over 200 yards of production out of your running back. <laughs> I mean, that, that, I didn't I didn't need to see who was going to be MVP because uh, you know valuable player player of the game because I already knew. Bailey O'Shaughnessy dominated that game, and I knew he would. Uh, I know we'll get into that later, but when we have the Rookie of the Year discussion, but uh, yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> hey, go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, just uh, just take a look at the stats for that game real quick on on both sides of the ball, and it, yeah, it, it has to be Bailey O'Shaughnessy. And, and no, I'm not just saying that as his former teammate out in Lexington. It, it, this this game was was definitely dominated by by Bailey it, with you know support from from Ari Mills and the the rest of the receiving core out in out of Denver but no this was this was the O'Shaughnessy show 
Yeah, I, I think I'm going to piggyback on, on the previous two gentlemen that spoke on Bo and, and Aaron that O'Shaughnessy basically dominate this game. And, and Bo, as I was looking at it, you stated it 200 yards of total offense, man, by one player um, is just outstanding. He had a long rush of, of 52 yards. You know, anytime as an offensive coordinator, I love for my running back to get the ball anywhere between 24 to 27 times a game. And, and 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 I feel that that 24 is a key number as 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 the base minimum for your running back because the more touches he get, the more he get to beat up on that defense, whether it's the D line or the linebackers or so. And you hit them guys enough, they're not going to want to attack you anymore. But man, you cannot overlook the day of Eric Price as well. You know, only had six incompletions. But those three interceptions basically hurt him in yeah. reference to him being the player of the game. Three touchdown passes on 263 yards passing is absolutely outstanding. And actually, you're right. This game between these two teams is always a barn barner. I think it should be called the the, the pink and, and, and loud blue game. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's definitely colorful, honey. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it is. It is definitely colorful, and 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 due to that, I mean, that's one of the reasons I don't watch it because I'm like, man, these colors. Are <laughs> <laughs> but you can't watch that boy, the Boise State play either, huh? With that that blue field with that orange. Yeah, I cannot watch Boise State games. I try to like when 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 the when the college season kicked off this season. They, I think they came on either Thursday night or Friday night for week one. And I tried to watch. I was like, I can't do it. This is hurting my eyes. Uh-uh. No, sir. Nah. Listen, no lie. I thought something was wrong with my television screen. Like, <laughs> when I first saw it. Because I wasn't expecting. i never seen a, a field that blue in my life. And then you got orange stripes. Like, what the heck? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, 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 and not to get off subject for too long, but there was another team that, that, that brought in red turf. But then NCAA jumped in and and said no more of this. But they Boise was but Boise was the only one that was able to keep. They grandfathered in. Yeah, they were grandfathered in. They were the only one that was able to keep theirs. But yeah, mm. that was about to get out of hand. I do not want to see Texas with a burn orange field. Come on, <laughs> eat grass green. <laughs> oh, talk about team spirit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, the St. Louis Gladiators took on the Vancouver Legion and this game surprised me I'm gonna be real St. Louis won 30 to 16 in Canada the Gladiators had 259 yards passing 91 yards rushing for 350 yards total their time of possession was 26 minutes 28 seconds with three turnovers Vancouver had 235 yards passing 29 yards rushing 264 yards total their time of possession was 17 minutes, 15 seconds with four mistakes. Player of the game was Christian Brown. 20 completions out of 31 attempts, 259 yards, three touchdowns, and a quarterback rating of 83.3. Like I said, this game was very surprising. And much like you were speaking of um, team struggle for so long, I've, I've always had a special place in my heart for St. Louis because everybody, when, especially when I started, like season 12, they always gave them crap. Players never wanted to stay. You know, they would get some top tier talent with the first round draft pick. And then all of a sudden they're moving on and things like that. And the key to any team growing and, and exceeding expectations is for you to have player retention. 
-hmm. You can be the best coach in the world. You can be all of that. And you can eventually get your players where you want it to be. But having the same people to help you year after year or season after season after season get better. X. That's what St. Louis has done right here. Facts. Yeah, absolutely. I'll go ahead on this one here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was shocked as well, Ashley, that St. Louis came away with this victory. I did not expect them to to come out victorious um, in this game versus <clears throat> the Legion, as the Legion averaged over what thirty three, something like that, thirty four points a game, um, and and I haven't seen St. Louis really play defense to a team of this caliber i mean great defense uh, versus a team of this caliber and man you hold vancouver down to 16 points they must have looked at what arizona did versus vancouver and took what they did and say hey we're gonna go with this and this is gonna be our Talk game plan for this game i mean and and that we all know the sfl is a, co- a copycat league just like the nfl is you know and and you know what there's nothing wrong with that you know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. If you do your homework and you figure out what someone is doing and it, it comes to your success, hey, by all means, take it and use it. But I also want to say this. Late in the fourth quarter, there was like nine minutes or so left in this game. <clears throat> this game was far from over. And I want to say um, the score was still cl- not close. I think I think um, I want to say it was like 27 27 to, to to 13 or so and nine minutes on the clock. That's still a lot of time, right? In the fourth quarter, I made a comment in the chats and I said, this game is not over yet. I said, remember last season, Houston was up 28 to seven mm. in Mexico City and Mexico City came back to win this game. Now, I wasn't trying to say that or throw any shots at St. Louis or trying to say or predict them to lose this game. I was just throwing it out there, just just starting to chat, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but there was some some individuals from St. Louis that say, "Hey, we're we're not Houston," and I said, "You're right, you're not Houston. You know, we have more wins than you all overall." Uh, but <laughs> but 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 go to say, I want to put this on air. I apologize <laughs> if I offended anyone from the St. Louis organization for my comments because that was not what what my intentions was. But when a dog bark at me. I'm sorry, this Chihuahua gonna bark back, you know. Um, <laughs> so I mean, that's that's just that. But I just wanted to send my apologies to that and just let the SFL Nation know that that was not my intentions to to say that St. Louis was gonna throw this game because it happened. To, it came back and happened to us the next following day. So that's mm, mm, <laughs> the man. I will say that, that that does take a lot of gumption from you to uh, apologize for something that was said in chat. A lot of times you say things in, well, people, not you particularly, but yeah, everybody sure. says things that are the heat of the moment, things like that. But then they don't really think how it could affect somebody else. Yeah, I mean, and you know, if it, anybody it knows it. you, I do. And if you, if I'm like, please don't say nothing to the mind if he's mad because you know he's gonna snap. <laughs> gonna go right back, and it's gonna be back and forth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like like I say, it it, it wasn't my intentions to know. to 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 try to uh, say anything bad about St. Louis because they were winning the ball game. But I was just saying that when in the fourth quarter, if my team is up. I'm not walking around with big balls like this game is over with because we have lost a lot of games going back to season eight where we had an 18-point lead versus the L.A. Sharks and we choked. Mm. (laughs) 
you know. And then we choked the next following week. We played Vancouver, and Vancouver was 0-4, 0-5 coming into that game, and we were 4-1. and you know, yeah, you know, you, you know, it it, it happens, but and, and you know, it's it's something that we do not have control over. It's it's the AI who is controlling everything, and that's what I like to tell people is that I'm not going to predict a win for my team because I ha- I'm not on the field. If I'm on the field, I know I'm going to play my heart out, you know, and <laughs> I may break every bone trying to get that victory too. But you know, I, I have no control over this, and basically, that's all I was just saying. You know, is that. This game ain't over with. Anything can happen. Vancouver has a high power offense. They can the AI can switch that that momentum to them real quick, especially when they, when Vancouver got that interception. And I'll stop right there. Mm-hmm. But I wanted that, to say um, that's give, when I said it. Mm-hmm. I go ahead, to both. say give give credit to uh St. Louis's defense. Um first uh, but but more importantly, give credit to St. Louis's scouts. Because mm-hmm. they fig- they figured mm-hmm. something out about about yeah. the way Vancouver, uh, you know, handles their business. And I don't know who their scouts are, but kudos to them. Um, they were able to make a, a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback in Tom Pepper uh, mm-hmm. go 52% overall with four interceptions. Wow. Okay? Um, and, and then not only that, uh, a pot- another potential Hall of Fame running back in mm-hmm. Robert the Natural Redford, he had 18 carries for 29 yards? Yeah. Both it was... What that, what that YPC was? That was 1.6 yards per carry. My goodness. 1.6 yards. And, and, and now we, everybody knows Robert Redford will beat up on anybody. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and somehow their, um, their, their scouts figured out a way to contain him. And, and here's another shocking number for me, too. I looked at um, their wide receiving court. Kendra Hall, two receptions for 32 yards. Like she mm-hmm. goes off every week. She does. And and to, yeah. to be held to two receptions for 32 yards is just astronomical. And so uh, hats off to the, the the scouting crew and the coaching staff uh, in, in St. Louis for whatever they came up with to to, to shut down uh, Vancouver because they shut them down on on both sides of the ball. Yeah, yeah a- a- absolutely. And it's another game that I, I was fortunate to be on the call for. And it was very, very uncharacteristic of Vancouver, especially Tom Pepper. Uh, in I think it was three I think it may have been the first three drives of Vancouver had all three of them first play interceptions just straight wow. into the hands of, of the St. Louis secondary uh, you mentioned Robert Redford and his, his lack of production St. Louis has the best rushing defense in the league so the fact that they managed to hold Robert Redford under 30 yards isn't as much as a surprise to me as some people may think because mm. their their rush defense is that good they allowed less than 50 yards of rushing per game this entire season so 3.6 to be exact yeah it's it's definitely a a surprise that's uh that st louis won this game as far as looking at the the general uh like how the league felt about the game in general but St. Louis played their absolute asses off, uh, especially coming off the loss they had the week prior to, to San Diego. So, yeah, I think this game is definitely more credit to the, the defensive prowess of St. Louis and how off they were able to look Tom Pepper and Vancouver look 
as opposed to the, this being any sort of indication of uh, Vancouver being not the team that we thought they were. They aren't who we thought they were. So, mm. Famous words right there, buddy. Famous words. You want to crown them? Go ahead and crown their asses. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to give St. Louis their kudos, but I'm going to answer Bo Martin's question for him. I, I was sitting there at work, so I really couldn't watch the game like I wanted to. But I'll say one thing about St. Louis. They definitely did their homework because that, that defensive game plan they, they, they ran against Vancouver looked real doggone familiar to the game plan I ran against Vancouver a couple weeks ago. I'm just leaving it at that. <laughs> hey, you said it's a copycat league, right? Copycat league. Hey, so like the mom said, I ain't mad at them. If you found something that worked, bro, by all means, you'd be stupid not to try it. Yeah. You. Well, we need to be taking a place in Baltimore then, straight up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, trust me, I've stole a few. <laughs> this season alone. <laughs> Seriously. Speaking About of 20 Diego, plays. <laughs> Speaking hey, of San Diego Mavericks, they were taking on the Portland fleet in the shipyard and Portland won. 33 to 10. Was I right about this game? Yes, I was. Mavericks had 252 yards passing, 39 yards rushing for 291 yards total. Their time of possession was 30 minutes and 59 seconds with two turnovers. Portland had 181 yards passing, 114 yards rushing for 295 yards total. Their time of possession was 21 minutes and 24 seconds with one mistake. Player of the game was Mr. Ezekiel Love, running back. <clears throat> 23 attempts, 113 yards, two touchdowns, and 23 reception yards. So, gentlemen, what did you think about this game? I mean, this game is just crazy. It's like, how does San Diego allow a team to beat them that only passes the ball for 181 yards? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they also give you a turnover as well. Scoring off of turnovers is another key statistic as well. You have to put points on the board once the team gives you the ball. I mean, but Portland basically came out and just killed them in the run game. You know, 114 yards rushing with with, with Ezekiel Love. I mean, how can you hate a name like that? You know? You got to love it, right? You got to love it. You got to love it. I mean, two, two rushing touchdowns. I mean, that doesn't come easy in this league, you know? I mean, this game was basically close, you know, neck and neck. Total yards are right there, four four yards apart. And then first downs, one first down apart, 14 and 15 or so. Uh, this was just a crazy game here. And, and Portland just found a way to win it. And basically, it came in the third quarter when they put up 17 points. Yeah. I'll tell you what happened. Everybody know what happened in that game. Oh, twice. The, 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 Not the, the, once. Oh, twice. The, the, the overhead snap. Portland's getting ready to punt. The and the ball went flying over the punter's head, putting, uh, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, San Diego twice went to go punt. How did and that twice happen? the ball went over the punter's head. On one of them, they put Portland in prime position. They scored a touchdown. Another one, they scored a field goal off it. San Diego had the momentum in that game, and they lost it from those two <laughs> plays. That was, that, was, that was crushing. Yeah. How does that even happen? I've seen that happen maybe three times in the yeah, SFL. Yeah, but twice in the same game. Ne I've never seen it twice in the same game. Yeah, it. it I don't. I don't know if 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 the league front office still allow this, but I know seasons back, 
we used to request for an offensive lineman to be the long snapper instead of the third. I think it's the third tight end. Third tight end. Yeah, it's like the third tight end, which is which is the long snapper. Uh, we used to request. It, it doesn't the, the the game doesn't allow you to put a center there, but you can put a guard or a tackle there at that long snapper spot. Um, and like I said, I don't know if the league still still allow us to do it. I don't think they do now because not, not anymore. Yeah, when 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 Destro was doing it, and and I think Tom did it a few times or so, but uh, Destro used to used to if if a, if a team recommended, he would he would he would he would go ahead and make that substitution for you. So, but but yeah, now you're pretty much going to see it a whole lot now because <laughs> having a tight end as a long snapper is just <laughs> that's heartbreaking. Yeah, Aaron yeah. and Bo. Uh, I was going to talk about Ezekiel, but I, you know, I, oh, I love love. Like I talk about Ezekiel, you know, I've been, I've been singing his praises since last season when I was advocating for him for rookie of the year. And uh, he was one of the main reasons that I said Portland was going to come out of the gutter. Um, they had been going through some struggles. And I said last year that he was going to be the one to elevate them. And he's a perfect running back for OJ Bruin to get his, to help OJ Bruin get his legs underneath him. You know, with OJ being a rookie, he's still a little shaky, still a little wobbly. You need a bell cow running back. And Ezekiel Love is just that. And I think Portland knows that and they have predicated their offense uh, through Ezekiel Love. He takes care of the football. He gets you yards. Um, and, and, and I think that's really, really important. It allows OJ Bruin to not have to throw the ball that much while he continues to progress. Um, you know, he, he only had 179 yards, did OJ Bruin, uh, one pass touchdown, one interception. So, um, he needs a running back like Ezekiel Love. And so it was a great, he's a great addition. And in my opinion, uh, he's the reason he's Ezekiel Love is the reason why they're in the playoff push right now. Mm, good point. What about you, Aaron? I mean, it, the only thing I really have to say is that this season, Portland has looked like a completely different team that they have in seasons prior. And it, it shows they have a positive record, I believe, for the first time in franchise history. They're on a push to make the playoffs for the first time. It, it's impressive how, how Portland has, has changed between last season and this, especially with the rookie quarterback in OJ Bruin. Good stuff. Next up, we have the Arizona Scorpions yeah. traveling to Liberty Park and taking on the Sioux Falls Sparrows, of which we won 34 to 10. Easy. And was I right about this game? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Easy <laughs> <laughs> had 293 yards passing, 105 yards rushing for 398 yards total. Time of possession was 27 minutes and 58 seconds with three turnovers, three interceptions um sioux falls had 304 yards passing 23 yards rushing with 327 yards total time possession was 15 minutes 10 seconds also with three turnovers player of the game was running back dj moses the second with 26 attempts 104 yards three touchdowns and 40 reception yards. So this was a great game to watch. We had our foot on the 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 get well, foot on the gas the entire time. Um you could not let up against Sioux Falls. The moment that you get comfortable, you will see Colin Hart blazing right past you. Or you will, you know, see a quarterback. 
you know, throwing lights out. So we had our players exactly where they needed to be. Eddie, you put together a really, really, really effective game plan against the Sioux Falls Sparrows. And though they're not having a great season, they still they still have those flashes of brilliances um, that 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 could have turned this game around, you know. But unfortunately, you know, they didn't. And fortunately for us, we were able to come off with our, this is our, what, fourth win in a row? Fifth. Fifth, Fifth. win in a row? Yeah. So kudos, man. Yeah. Um, um, all week long, I was nervous about this game because uh, we got Mexico City this week. And I didn't want to come into Mexico City with a loss because <laughs> I know how tough Mexico City is. And people were calling it a trap game and all that. Man, let me tell you, I was in a lab all week because I was so nervous about going to Mexico City with a loss. And so, man, uh, my Sims, because it's crazy, because the last time we played Sioux Falls, our defense was, I mean, excuse me, my offense was totally different than what it is now. And so I started running Sims like, man, she ain't quite as fluid. But I didn't have to make many changes because anyone who coaches know you take a play out here or there, and it totally changes the way the AI calls the game. I don't know why that is, but it just it is what it is. Yeah. So I just had to find a couple of things to do different, and it just flipped the switch on our offense, and we was good to go, and we was rolling, and I ran about probably, I think like 18 sims after that, something like that, because I was writing them the scores down, and uh, I like what I saw, and I submitted it. But even still, with us playing last on a weekend, man, uh, <laughs> it, that, that, this, I hate waiting to those last couple of games on Sunday, man, because everybody else getting their wins out the way to anybody good game. And you sitting around waiting for your own score. But uh, our third down offense is what helped us win that game. Because I think I, I can't remember exactly what we were, but I think we only missed a couple of third down conversions throughout the entire game. And uh, yeah, so, oh, the, the freaking turnovers in the red zone. Oh, my God. They kept lining us up five wide. I'm like, what is the AI doing, bro? But other than that, I was real pleased. I was happy to see BJ get going because I haven't been able to get him consistent since season 14. But uh, he had a good game today, and I was proud to see that. Yeah, uh, Eddie, looking at your, your game strategy worked. And, and I don't know if you talked to DeMond or if y'all just have similar strategies, but your third down percentage was through the roof, 71%. Um, you know, so that means that y'all stayed on the field because if you can get on the field and stay on the field, that leads to touchdowns or field goals. And of course, that you know, that's going to help you win games and take nothing away from Sioux Falls. Um, you know, they as opposed to here's the here's the difference between Sioux Falls and Tulsa, it still feels like Sioux Falls has life, even though their records are similar, it still feels like Sioux Falls is fighting. Um, it, it, it seems like they've 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 hit a, a couple of tough patches. They've had some, you know, some some tough losses, some tough breaks. Um, but uh, you know, they've lost nine in a row, and so that's that's tough for any team. But you all had a great strategy against them. You absolutely dominated the time and possession. Again, that has a lot to do with the uh, the, the third down conversion. Uh, you dominated the time of possession, twenty eight minutes to fifteen minutes. So, it, it, you know, and, and not only that, you were able to get a couple of turnovers and um, that's really helpful in winning the game. You held Colin Hart to, gosh, 20 yards rushing. Look at that. Okay. Eight rush attempts or 20 yards rushing. So you, you basically made them one, one dimensional 
And when you have a quarterback who's not quite ready to take the reins, in my opinion, well, I guess he's been around long enough, but uh, Julian Tyree, um, you know, he, he's shaky sometimes. And so you were able to pick him off three times and that just allowed um, you all to secure the victory. So when you're down, when you when your quarterback can't throw the ball and your running back can't run the ball, that's a recipe for failure. So y'all pretty much dominated from beginning to end on that. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you, Bo. Um, I sent Eddie a message last week um, because I was scouting um, you all, um, uh, and and I was watching the Arizona and and Lone Star game. And and I sent Eddie a message. I'm not sure, Eddie, if you remember the message that I sent you, but I remember. If if you want to tell the people, you can. Uh, if not, I'll do it. I'll let you do it, bro. I said, I said, man, I am enjoying the artistry of your offense right now. I mean, it it is so smooth. It 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 moves fluently, you know. And 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 when he found something. That that's basically putting Ashley in position to make great plays, where that she's not forcing the ball deep across the middle anymore, and triple coverage because that used to run Eddie crazy. I used to have oh, to hear God. it uh, either a day or two after the game. Man, goddamn, she! I can't know why she keep throwing the ball across the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But but yeah, man, it it, it, it looked beautiful, and I have Sioux Falls next week, so I'm I've been scout, scouting that game all day today. And it is just looking amazing what what Arizona was able to do this game, and and if you're doing both offense and defense, it's hard. Uh, it is hard to be so dominant on both sides of the ball. You either you either good on one side and slacking on the other, but to be good on both offense and defense, as you stated, Bo. Arizona basically forced Sioux Falls to become one-dimensional because they took uh, uh, Colin Hart out of the game. He only had 20 yards total on what? Uh, how many attempts was Eight it? Carries. 18 carries? Eight. Eight. Eight carries? Yeah. Come on. They gave. They didn't want to run the ball no more. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's, like the, that's like the Philadelphia Eagles last night. They only ran the ball twice. <laughs> I mean, hate to bring the Eagles up in this, but but yeah, man. I mean, that just goes to show you what type of and, and I told Eddie this today. I say, how in the hell? Pardon my French, Ashley, and 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 the kids out there. How is it that you get a sack on a screen pass? You know, I mean, right. <laughs> I mean that. Am I supposed to be moving together? What's going? On? I told Ed. I said, man, this deep, your defensive line, dude, is 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 is. It's crazy. I mean, I've, I've 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 watched previous, you know, the past two weeks of of your team, not watching you because, but I, I got to scout the, the this opponent who you just played, and I said, man, I'm 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 a fan, you know, I'm a fan of what I'm seeing. I mean, when I saw you get two sacks on the screen pass, dude, that just blew everything up. I'm like, how is that even possible? You know, because it takes, it's a quick, it's a long quick time to, to to develop those defensive linemen, man. If you can keep you're right, and you think they're good now? Oh my God! Next season, if I can keep everybody together, oh my God, bro, it's yeah. a wrap. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I totally understand. I'm trying. My my retention, my turnover rate is has been really high over the past two seasons. So uh, we'll get to that later. <laughs> Actually, have us on the timer. <laughs> I got to. You know I got to. Um, Aaron, did you did you go already? <clears throat> I, I don't really have anything to say about uh, about this game particularly. 
Yeah, no worries. No worries. I don't blame you, Aaron. They lost nine in a row. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I mean, they talked about us and we lost five in a row. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying them in particular, but the critics, you know, they talk. I know they, I hear. Them. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly. Let's get to it, Ashley. Let's get to it. Hyenas took on the Lone Star Glory. There we Come go. At Come Mello on, Field. And the Glory won 34 to 28. Houston had 292 yards passing, 112 yards rushing for 404 yards total. The time of possession was 20 minutes, 52 seconds with two mistakes. Long Star had 242 yards passing, 190 yards rushing for 132 weight. That is not right for three <laughs> for 432 yards total. <laughs> Possession was 21 minutes 48 seconds with no mistakes. Player of the game was Miss Ike McBride, 26 attempts, 194 <sighs> yards, two touchdowns, 17 reception yards, and one reception touchdown. So she put in some work, but I'm gonna let you gentlemen have this. But listen, look, both of you. Both of you. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Alexander, we're going to step back and let them two talk. Yeah. Bo, you can take the floor first. You won the game. You go All right. Ahead. So, so I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. It, um, LSG did not dominate this game, right? I will, I, will, I will concede that it was not total domination. Um, it was back and forth. We looked lethargic in the first half of the game. Uh, we couldn't get anything going. Their defense was stifling us at every turn. Um, the only the only thing we had going at 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 you know that was a pretty much consistent was Ike McBride, and um, she allowed us to kind of float to keep ourselves afloat until we got our until we got recombobulated in the second half of the game. So it wasn't utter domination. I would love to be able to say, oh, yeah, we came in and, and dominated and, and, you know, they never stood a chance. But the fact is the game could have just as easily gone the other way. Um, I don't feel like either team dominated the other. The the, the one saving grace, uh, Dave Axis had a really great game as well. Um, but the one saving grace was the fact that Ike was just basically unstoppable. I call her truck stick. I, I she's just she's just a I would say human truck stick, but it's a video game. But uh, truck stick is the best way to describe it because uh, as the game goes on, Ike gets stronger. So it's she you have to feed her, and 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 when, once she starts eating, she gets hungry and she wants more. And um, so she had a phenomenal game. She let us get our feet up underneath us while we were struggling. And then uh, once Dave got going, you know, he had eight receptions for 98 yards. Uh, at the end of the day, he got he got it together. We didn't really get much out of Deuce Finnick uh, and, and Adam Williams. But, uh, you know, like I said, it was basically just Ike and Dave on offense. And then on defense, you know, uh, Evan Lacey has been a really, really great, really, really great addition to our team. And uh, I'm glad I'm glad his dad allowed uh, uh, allowed was, you know, I'm glad his dad chose to join us in uh, Lone Star, uh, you know, because Evan has been a really great addition to our team. He was able to come up with an interception and, uh, you know, after moving to free safety, you know, a lot of people wondered how was he going to uh, how was he going to convert, you know, moving to free safety. And he's done a really good job of doing that. And um, and then, uh, you know, 
I, you know, I'll leave myself out. I had an interception as well that 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 actually resulted in the score, which kind of started the turnaround. But you know, got- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it 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 is it's truly a, a a blessing for my player to be playing as well as he is, and and uh, you know that I, it seems like when 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 I get the ball, we score points. And that's important because that means that my turnovers, my, me getting turnovers are helping to contribute to my team getting points. So that's huge for me. Uh, and it's great to be a contributing player, you know, on the defense. And then Jay Mart, you know, one of the one of the leading tacklers in the SFL, you know, he's always contributing. Um, you know, he had added another five or six tackles with a tackle for loss. Juke and Rukin is a beast. Um, it, it's our defensive line is our defense, I should say. Um, we're still developing in certain spots, but in other spots, we really do excel. And um, I think that it's a crapshoot if you decide to test our defense, because we're either going to you might get one bias. But if you if you throw it, if you do it the wrong way, we're going to torture you every time. So um, in this particular game, uh, we did just enough on defense. We did more than enough on offense, but we did just enough on defense to come away with the win. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you, Bo. Your, your defense is is very underrated is what i'm going to say i mean because this defense is really good you know they don't get enough credit for the things that they do defensively juke and rukin man it would cause havoc all game long all the it doesn't show in the stats it only shows he had, he had three tackles and one sack pressure. it was yep. the pressure it was the pressure he had one pressure on dave bird with that dave bird stepped up to a stepped in the pocket and just overthrew the receiver. And I think you commented, he was like, where was he throwing the ball? <laughs> but I mean, but, the, and then here's, here's another funny thing. Earlier on the week, last week, um, my wife juked me, did something like that. I was like, who do you think you are? Juke and Rukin? She's like, yeah. <laughs> she said, yeah, sure you know who Juke and Rukin is. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, just going back to the game here, man, this, this game here was, was crazy. I knew it was going to be a dog fight coming out uh, I, I, as I was preparing for this game. Uh, we did win the third down per- percentage, which as I like to do. Um, the the first half went straight Houston's way. We The first drive, we milked the heck out the clock. That first drive, I think we was like 15 plays or something like that. And I think we took off like seven minutes on the clock or, some, or, or so. I know at halftime, we had like 15 minutes of time of possession at, at halftime. We were up 21-10, and I knew the game wasn't over. I knew it was far from over. But, man, you guys forced some turnovers, which was key. Houston didn't force a single turnover at all. I think you guys had two picks, right? Yeah, you did have two picks, and I think you guys got points off of both of those picks. Sure did. If I'm not mistaken. And that was key. You have to score seven, not three points, off of these turnovers that you you force another team to do, you know, and – Basically, man, I just I just have to give kudos to 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 the entire Lone Star organization, man, because you guys came to play and it showed Ike McBride is 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 a phenomenal back, is a phenomenal halfback, man. And, and she doesn't get she doesn't get the praise as most uh, running backs do, especially out of the power back uh, uh, group. You know, she's I don't you hardly ever hear her name, probably because, you know, she's a woman. I hate to say that, but she never she's never mentioned up there with the jet zeros 
you know, yep. the, the Ray Bentleys and, and, and the Phoenix Jones. You know, uh, I, I think it's time for us to go ahead and, and give Ike McBride her flowers. And, and talk and, to him. And basically put not put her on the pedestal, but basically put her in that group of dominant backs. Put her in the conversation where she Exactly. Needs to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Put, her, put her in that conversation where she needs to be, just as Bo just stated, man, because that is one beast of a running back. She I'm telling you. And Bo, you stated she basically kept you guys in the game because she had that 74 yard touchdown run in the first half, which basically broke the defense. Mm -hmm. And in the second half, you kept giving it to her and yeah. giving it to her. And she's constantly beating up on the defense, beating up yeah. on beating up. She murdered Ethan Kai, not twice. I mean, not once, not twice. I think three times it was. She did. It was bad. I asked Ethan, did he need an RIP sign? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it, it, it wasn't the only Ethan. She 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 murdered Alex Perez as well. Alex Perez is an outstanding middle linebacker, you know. But man, when you got a back like that that's running downhill, a head full of steam, it's 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 hard to basically stop her. And she basically broke the defense, which allowed you guys' passing game to come into play. Because I started to see us, we started to go more into cover three in that second half of the game. They we started the AI started dropping the the, the safeties down in the box. And that allow, you know, access to become open without that that that, that second uh, safety sitting back there uh, and, and playing in, in quarters. But outstanding uh, performance by the Lone Star Glory. Congratulations on that victory and kudos to you guys. Thank you. And can I just add one thing? And, and, and DR, I mean this with all due respect. It was an honor to hold you to three receptions and 45 yards. I was I meant <laughs> I meant to mention that. Uh, I forgot <laughs> to say it. Yeah. I mean, Bo Mort I knew Bo Morton was going to be an issue. The guy stands six foot four, 200. He's big, a big corner, dude. He is a humongous corner, probably the biggest corner in the league, you know. I'm telling you. I mean, and then he has Bump Master on him, and he, let me, I, you know what? I got to look up his strength. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Long Star Glory, Bo Martin. Dude is maxed out in strength at 62 for a cornerback. Yeah. I mean, he's already heavy. Yeah. Height and weight proportions matters in this game. And then you put strength on the guy. Yeah, man, DRCM ain't number 6'3", 215. And he badly <laughs> has. My strength is like at 32 or something like that. My strength is weak. I'm, I'm horrible. I, ha I have no strength. I, 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 like I off season, man. That's all. Yeah, my, my, my strength is at a base 30. So... <laughs> It was, uh, I, you know, I'm always when it comes to holding the the receivers. You know, I I spoke earlier before before the show about I don't I don't get thrown to that often. But mm -hmm. if if there was ever a receiver that was going to torch me, I I thought it was going to be you. And so I mean, I'm that's not to say it won't happen the very next game. Yeah. But that's why I said that's why I said it was an honor to to, to hold you down because not many not many cornerbacks can do that. Oh. You know, it, it, you know the, uh, the 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 game plan was to go away from you, or if if I mean not to try to run run any fades or any go routes because you 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 you're too big. You, you guys was bumping me all game throughout the throughout the week. You know, even in the game, you guys were bumping me. So I wanted to go either either post with them against you, or basically target the other side of the field. You know, and 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 Kyle Fenimore was the number one receiver. I think Kyle had six receptions for 98 yards. Uh, but 
also I have to give kudos to 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 Randy Pierce. Randy Pierce had another five receptions for sixty five yards. Not a whole lot, but as a, in a tight end spot, you don't see that many targets. When yeah. you know, I built my offense for everyone to touch the ball. You know, not just for targets to go straight to Sim because that's my player. I have other guys I got to look out for as well. But I also have to mention Justin Williams. This rookie Ooh. fullback man came to Ooh, he gonna play. be nice, ain't he? He gonna be nice. <laughs> he came to play three overall touchdowns, two on the ground, one in the air, receiving, you know, six carries for 24 yards. You know, I mean, man, I wasn't expecting him to get that many carries. You know, I just put maybe two or three fullback dives in there for him. And hell, the AI said, let's give it to this big dude. That'll six, be an four, incredible one two six, punch. Four, man. 260. Woof. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, guys. Yeah, let me start. Let me start building his strength up right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be trucking everybody. It's it's upsetting when the fullback that you helped build gets his first touchdown in the majors before you do. I'll just oh, I'll wow. just say that. <laughs> yeah, Justin Williams was supposed to be on on the Mud Dogs this this minor league season. He gets called up to uh, to Houston a couple weeks ago, and he's already playing better than I am. I don't. well i guess (laughs) gentlemen great conversation great i'm I'm glad that you guys were able to break these games down with me like in those in the manner that we have um good stuff all around um overall i got nine right and three wrong in my guesses so not bad i guess you know um we're going to see how week 11 shakes up, though. So this. Oh, wait, Ashley, did you say whether who you picked for that Houston and uh, LSU game? Oh, oh. There you go. You know I'm going to let that ride. Nah. Was I right about this game? Yeah. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> caught, I called. I <laughs> called. You know, you know what? You know what? I'm, 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 I'm not going to hold you out. We're 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 weak on the defensive end, uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Our our defensive line um, needs some needs some work, should I say? Uh, because we can't we can't we're not stuffing the run, you know. Uh, we're allowing I think over a hundred I think it's hundred fifty yards a wow. game. I saw is is it is either hundred and fifty or hundred eighteen yards rushing a game. We're allowing something like that, but yeah, that's 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 too many rushing yards or so uh, to be allowing per game uh, and that just goes to show that you know the defensive line uh basically needs some 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 tuning and you know some some, some help so we'll, we'll get there we'll get you there we're, we're, we're in a reloading stage as well so and i feel you on that <laughs> all right and so now um we're going to slide over to SFL chat around the water cooler where we will be discussing pickums for week 11 and who we think will win SFL honors. Um, to see the stats or all the stats that we discuss, articles, links to more great content like this one, um, and even to receive more information about the SFL in general, visit our website at www.simulationfl.net to find the channels for the following games on your device visit itsnextlevel.com and ftfnext.com all right so it's going to be a great slate of games coming up first one saturday october the 2nd the florida storm will be taking on the jacksonville kings ftf 
uh, Twitch channel at five o'clock. And Jacksonville will be at home. It's going to be a great game, but I am going with the Florida Storm. I think they're just hot. Yeah, I think my, my the colors of my jacket should say it all. This is Florida's <laughs> game all the way. All right. It's going to be a good game, but I think it, I'm leaning towards Florida. Be right back. Florida. All right. Did DeMond make a chance? Did, he didn't make a choice. Did, he didn't make a selection. Nope. <laughs> he just said he'll be right said, back. I'll be he got right up. Back. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to go back to him. Um, <laughs> at 520 p.m. on SFL's. Oh, oh here we go. Oh, yeah, oh, DJ. <laughs> yeah. That's my DJ. All right. All right, baby duties. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I take um, I take a, a Florida Florida Storm in that in that matchup. Gotcha. So the Sioux Falls Sparrows will be taking on the Houston Hyenas. Hyenas will be at home at five twenty p.m. Uh, on SFL's Twitch network, and because it's a home game and because the Sparrows have been struggling over the past few weeks, I'm going to go with the Houston Hyenas. As, as as much as Fort Worth probably needs Houston to lose this game in order to have a chance at playoffs, I don't think it's going to happen. Agree. Houston. Houston. Thank y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to take Houston as well. Um, All right. Houston offense is just too powerful. All right, then. And on Saturday, October 2nd as well, the Arizona Scorpions will be taking on the Mexico City Aztecs on Next Level FTF um, and Twitch channel. We will be traveling to Mexico City to take this win again. I'm going with the Scorpions. Scorpions. I go Arizona. Oh. Potential game of the week and and and, and everything. I, I want to. I'm gonna keep it short. I want to say. I want to say Mexico City, but. Eddie has been clowning with his scouting and his defense and offense. I got to go AZ on this one. I, I got to go AZ on this one. Uh, yeah, definitely potential to be game of the week. I'm a cop out. This is a pick for me. It's, it's. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ain't no pick on this. <laughs> <laughs> you better flip a hold, coin. Hold on. I got a coin to flip. Give me a second. <laughs> Sugar honey ice. Sugar honey ice. <laughs> Just say a name. It's Tails. I'm going Mexico City. Oh, okay. <laughs> and muting his mic. Okay. <laughs> and Eddie, of course, AZ. AZ by one point. <laughs> it's okay. going to be close. It's yeah, it be will close. At 8.15 p.m. On, F- on Simulation Football League's Twitch channel, the Louisiana Revolution will be taking on the St. Louis Gladiators. Gladiators will be at home, and I am going with... St. Louis by three. St. Louis by seven. Another good game. Uh, uh, St. Louis by four. I go Louisiana by 14. Mm. Where's this game at? Uh, St. Louis. Oh, I I, I renee. I renee. I almost called you a name, but it would have sounded bad. <laughs> no, St. St. Louis. You know what they call people who reneged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get my show canceled. I'm, I'm going to go St. Louis. They've had Louisiana's number lately. Bro. 
Gotcha. No, you can't. Also on F on Next Level Sports <laughs> FTF uh, Twitch channel, the Los Angeles Lightnings will be traveling to Canada to take on the Vancouver Legion. Wait, of where I think. Take it off. Vancouver is actually going to take this win. Maybe not by much, but I think they're going to get it together. Here, you take this. LA's defense is too good. I've got to go LA here. Mm-hmm. fact that they're playing at home and they're coming off a loss, I'm going to go with Vancouver. I'm sorry, who's the team again? The LA, team? Vancouver, in Vancouver. Mmm. Mmm. This is tough for me. Uh, Vancouver is 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 has Vancouver has basically been been sliding um on the offensive side of the ball and I gotta go with that LA defense. Uh right. Ro- Rochelle Coaston is just dominating on that back end. <laughs> All right. Eddie who you got? Dude. Oh <laughs> No. That's gonna be another one going down to the fourth quarter. Hey, I know one thing, LA. Mm, you gonna put it on? I'm, I'm a, I'm a. LA beat them early this season too. They had like almost 300 yards rushing. I'm gonna go LA. All righty then. Long Star Glory will be taking on the Las Vegas Fury uh, at Silver State Stadium at 10:15 p.m on SFL's Twitch channel. And I, ooh, this is gonna be a great game. And I think that Lone Star is actually gonna go in and sneak away with a win on this one. This is Lone Star and Fort Worth? Mm-hmm. No. No, no Lo- Lone Star and uh, Las Vegas. I, I have Lone Star. Although uh, although they're, they're, they're division rivals, I think, I think Lone Star comes away with the victory here. Too much Ike McBride. <laughs> I got long stars well. Mm-hmm. Aaron? Vegas. Vegas? All right. Mute that man. Despite <laughs> 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 me both. <laughs> Aaron said, I don't care. I am not giving. Uh, I um, got I got LSG by 10. <laughs> all right. I'm going to hold you to that, but you know I will. Listen, I, I know for a fact that in order for Fort Worth to play to make playoffs, we absolutely need Lone Star lose. I said I said Houston was gonna win. I can't do the same for Lone Star. I'm sorry. <laughs> gotcha. Sunday on October the third, the Queen City Corsairs will be taking on the Baltimore Vultures at one o'clock in Vulture Stadium on for the fans Twitch channel. There's gonna be a fantastic game, but I'm going with Baltimore to win five, maybe three. This is gonna be Baltimore's biggest challenge of the year. Yes. Uh, I'm 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 taking Baltimore, but keep in mind what I just said about the the 2000 uh, San Antonio Spurs with Queen City. It's gonna be I a will. tough match. I yeah, think, I agree. With, go ahead, Aaron. I think this is where we'll see Baltimore get its first loss. Okay. Probably its only. Wow. wow. That made that's. He could be right. He could be right. If, I mean, if not here, be, then it may not happen. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean. Queen City is going to have to do it on the defensive end of the ball. They really is going to have to put clamps on, on that back end. You know, Chima and 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 Irvin, man, those two route receivers, dude, are are probably the best duo in the SFL. And I, I mean, outside of Sage Falco and and Boochism, you know, uh, so 
you got to look at, at at that back end. And I think if Queen City can can handle that back end, they mm-hmm. win this game. But I'm going to go Baltimore by ten. Okay, Eddie. Baltimore's schedule has been light at best. That said, they walk away with two, three, four score wins. I mean, they they putting up 40 points a game. Queen City is built to play with the lead in the second half. If they don't go into the halftime with the lead, that, that game may get away from them late. Baltimore at home. Man, bro. I'm a... I mean, Baltimore ain't played nobody, but they battle tested. They just won a chip a couple seasons ago. And like I said last week, they got two Hall of Fame coaches. I'm going to go Baltimore. All right. Gotcha. So, Carolina Skyhawks will be taking on the Charleston Predators um, in Predators ter- territory at 1.20 p.m. on SFL's Twitch channel. It's going to be a great game. I think Carolina is going to sneak in and take a win, though. The way they play Baltimore? Yeah. Go with Charleston here. Okay. I'm going to go with Carolina. Okay. I'm going to go with Carolina as well. Okay. And Damon, Carolina or Charleston? I go Carolina. They put 51 on us. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) And the Portland Fleet will be taking on the Atlanta Swarm in the Hive at 3 p.m. on FTF um, Twitch channel. Ooh. It's going to be a great game. I think I'm going to go for Atlanta because they are very good at home. Atlanta by three. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good game. Uh, I'm going to go Atlanta here. Atlanta. Sorry, who's the opponent? Demond. Um, it is Portland, Portland and uh, oh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Gotcha. Atlanta by and- 20. Oh. Okay. <laughs> At 3.20 p.m. Um, on October the 3rd on uh, the Simulation Football League's Twitch channel, the DC Dragons will be taking on the London Knights in Queensway. This is going to be a difficult game. I think because L- uh, London is at home, I'm going to give them the edge on this one. London has got to, they've got to have this victory. They've lost four out of their last five. If they're clinging to any playoff hopes, they've got to have this victory. They need, they need to win out. So I'm going London here. Mm-hmm. I think DC is going to play spoiler to London's playoff hopes here. Gotcha. DC has so many, so many one score losses this season. They've been on a bit of a losing streak themselves. But the game is in London. Uh, I'm going to go D.C. Okay. Gotcha. And when we get DeMond back, he'll let us know whether he's going on D.C. or London. He's chasing DJ around. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. So we're going to go ahead and skip. Uh, oh, here he, uh, oh, here he comes. He's he always come right on time. <laughs> I had to take him to my wife. Uh, oh, I get it. 
I, I, I agree with Aaron. I think DC is going to play spoiler to London's playoff hopes, and and DC is going to come away with this victory. I'm going to say DC this time. They're going to get a victory by three. All right, sounds good. Instead of being on the on, on, on the other side. Gotcha. The Fort Worth Toros will be taking on the Denver Nightwings in Denver at five o'clock. FTF um, Twitch channel. And I'm sorry, Aaron, but I gotta go with Denver on this one, especially since they at home, man. I, that's fine. I'm still saying my team's gonna win this game. That's right. Denver. I'll just leave it at that. Where's the game at? Denver. <laughs> um, they just put up 41 points. I'm gonna go for a worth. Oh, okay. Hmm. The who you got? I'm gonna take Fort Worth. I'm. I, I think. I think Fort Worth is gonna pull this one out of the bag. Um, Denver has been rocky, you know, all mm-hmm. season long. Um, and, 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 and so has Fort Worth as well, but I like Fort Worth chances because of the pieces that they have on offense with, with, uh, with Curtis and with, with, with the Williams, you, any man bet against Williams needs to, uh, needs to be adjusted. I'm just going to say that. No. I need, I need, I need for, I need Fort Worth to go ahead and take this L so we can officially get them out of the picture. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. You would say that, Bo. You're I see right. I would. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. And Desperados, finally, the Desperados will be taking on the San Diego, the Tulsa Desperados, I should say, will be uh, taking on the San Diego Mavericks at 5:20 p.m. on SFL's Switch Channel. And this will be a home game for the Mavericks, of which I think that they're going to win at home. This game is less about who wants to win more and more about who wants to lose less, if you ask me. But um, I'm going to I believe that San Diego at least has a pulse. Um, I'm going San Diego. Uh, I think this game is more about who wants the number two overall pick. Um, and, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that too. <laughs> and, I, and, and I'm going to take San Diego in this game. I just don't see uh, Tosa, you know, coming away with victory here because San Diego has basically they have been in games of the past few weeks. You know, should we add? Yep. And and Tosa just has not been doing anything statistically Absolutely. on the offensive side of the ball to basically put themselves in position to win games. So, uh, with that being said. I'm going San Diego, and I think San Diego's going to win big. I'm going San Diego by 17. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Mm. I'm actually going to... Go ahead, Aaron. I'm actually going to agree with the Mond on that one. I'm going to go San Diego by 17. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if okay. it's going to be quite that bad. I'll say San Diego by 10. Okay. I don't give any points for it, but I got San Diego winning the game. Okay. Gotcha. Gentlemen, we're going to see how right we are and how wrong we are. We're going to hold each other accountable. Okay. Now, just for those that don't know, on Saturday, Florida clinched the Atlantic Division. Mexico clinched, uh, Mexico City clinched the Southern Division. And Baltimore clinched a first round bye, but has not yet clinched to North. DC Dragons in um, DC Dragons and Tulsa were eliminated from playoff contention. 
On Sunday, Arizona clinched the Western Division. Woo-woo. Queen City um, clinched a playoff spot, and San Diego was eliminated. Undecided divisions include the North, the East, and the Pacific. Baltimore clinches the North with a win over Queen City. Atlanta clinches the East with a win over Portland. And the LA Likings will clinch a uh, clinch the division, the, the Pacific that word division over <laughs> a win if, if they went in Vancouver. So this should be some great games to watch this weekend. Now, gentlemen, I know DJ is running the muck, Demond. I know, you know, oh, Eddie, he he wife, he I know Aaron, y'all got stuff to do. Bo, you just, you know, probably got some voiceovers to do. So listen, I do. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and answer this question. If yes. the SFL word, if the SFL honors were tomorrow, who would win those those classic awards um, based on the performance that they have that people have displayed for the season thus far? These um, <clears throat> since you guys have got the list already, I'm going to let my viewers know. This list includes offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, rookie offensive player of the year, and um, rookie defensive player of the year, special teams player of the year. Um, I'm adding O-line of the year because I think that is very important. Um, MVP, best front office staff, best social media. Um, I also added best team representations in chat and game day chat because I'm usually at every game when I see some teams are a lot more prevalent than others. Um, the Richard Pratchett Broadcaster of the Year Award. I would also add Statistician of the Year Award because Stats team is absolutely amazing in helping the broadcast team do their thing. And best moment, oh, well, best moment of the year and coach of the year. So, gentlemen, if you can give me your listings as quickly as possible, I will greatly appreciate it. I don't know who wants to start first, but the camera will be on you when you do. Oh, y'all, I mean, all, I, all y'all silent. I, I mean, I guess that's a lot. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, don't I, I, all you said. I, <laughs> You know the I, SFL I, honors how we all. You know what you know what the SFL honors ballot has on it. I, I, uh, I only worry about one award. MVP. No. Okay. Rick Rick how about this? Who do you think should be <laughs> offensive player of the year, guys? Jack Wigmore. Okay. Agreed. Jack Wigmore. Jack Wigmore. Um. Yeah, I, I go with Jack Wigmore. If not MVP, offensive player of the year. Mm. Gotcha. So, good question. Who wins MVP? Uh, you, know what? you know what? I'm going to take that back. MVP will be Jack Whitmore. Look, uh, per, 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 pertaining to the records of Baltimore, yes. But and in reference to what Ezekiel Love mean to Portland, I think I have to go with Ezekiel on 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 MVP. Because, I agree with you on because that because he means so much to Portland. Because without him, I don't think Portland is having the success that they're having this season without Ezekiel Love. Yeah. The only reason, the only reason I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on that, and I see what you're saying about his value to his team, is not the record, but their their wins against who they beaten. They haven't beat anyone with a five, above 500 record. But as far as what he means to his team, he by far means more to his team than any other player in the SFL. Yeah. <clears throat> Good stuff. Who should get rookie? Wait, who should get defensive player of the year? Sir Ron Yates. 
Wow, unanimous. Wait, for who? Defensive player of the year, Saron Yates. I'm a little biased on that one, but. Yeah, me too. Me too. Who is that? Who me? I'm I'm looking at J Mark. I don't know. My headphones don't sound. Oh, Baltimore's Saron Yates? I don't know who that is. I don't like oh, Baltimore he's games. Leading like the league in what is Yeah, this? he's he's the sack leader with like fifteen, and it's not even close. To not even close. Oh wow. Okay. Well, uh, actually, uh, yeah, he's he's got sixteen, and the next closest is at ten with uh, AJ Walker out of Baltimore, mm. who's also with Baltimore. That's crazy. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, shoot. I had someone else in mind, but I go with Yates. <laughs> right, I think that is pretty impressive. I'll be honest. Is. That is, that is very much so. Um, who should get rookie offensive player of the year? I got to go with Dave Burr. He's he's lighting it up when it comes to to quarterbacks. He's leading all rookie quarterbacks and and passing yards and touchdowns. Uh, I got to go. Although I think he is leading all rookies and in interceptions as well, but I think. If you look at, you know, passing yards and touchdowns, he's leading all rookies in, in those statistics. I don't think anyone is, it has a higher completion rating than he does either. Probably Eric Price has a, a last time I saw it, I think Price had a better completion rating than, than, than Burr. But Burr is my pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Gotcha. I'm, I'm also going to go with Dave Burr for the reason that a lot of people probably aren't going to think of. Dave Burr was only in the minors for one season. Yeah. No every, every other quarterback that was drafted was a two-year was a two-year guy except for Dave Burr. Mm. And Dave Burr's performance this season has e- eclipsed what the other second the, the two-year guys are have done this season for their teams. Mm. Great point. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a different direction. I I, I said it earlier. Uh, I'm gonna go Charlie Bolevsky here, and here's why. Um I was looking at the the running backs, and Charlie Bolevsky is ranked number six. Uh, as far he's as not uh, Charlie Bolesky's not a rookie. It's, it's, he's not a rookie, though. Oh, okay. Well, then it won't be Charlie Bolesky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, if we're talking running backs, are you thinking O'Shaughnessy then? That's who I would. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, Bailey. Thank you. I was referring to, <laughs> referring to Bailey O'Shaughnessy. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Bailey O'Shaughnessy uh, has been performing exceptionally well. His, his numbers are, I'll tell you who he's compared his numbers with. His numbers are actually right next to Robert Redford. And that's a huge mm-hmm. testimony, uh, a huge testimony to uh, how well he's come along in in, in, uh, in the SFL. And so he'd be my choice for, uh, he's averaging over five yards a carry as a rookie. Okay. And not only that, not only that, he's, uh, I think he's the leading receiver for Denver with 91 receptions. And uh, so he's contributing in a major way in Denver. And that's my rookie of the year pick. I mean that's, that's that's cool and all, but I think you should still should should <laughs> that is not correct. because he's wow. in the top, he's in a top six. He's 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 out beating a lot of these these vets. You know, one <clears throat> Ashley Jackson. Ooh. Oh, ow! Oh, shots fired! Shots fired! That's you just are now muted. Damn! Oh, Eddie. Y'all feel that breeze? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be Ooh. icy in a minute. Just got real spicy in here, real quick. Yeah, did. Uh, 
It's Jim. Wow. Hey, I bet you, I bet you, Eddie ain't gonna say Dave Burr now. You done messed that up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so when Demond see, and me and Demond real cool. You know, I like Demond, but uh, he, you know, he brought my quarterback up, so that kind of you know, rubbed me the wrong way. I'm not gonna mention that Ashley Jackson is tied for third. Uh, least interceptions this season. Nice. But when I go look for Dave Burr, he's way down there. You know, he got like yeah. 24 of them things. Like he do. He so. do. But but you know what? Ashley has she's number two in completion percentage. And that goes to what I was saying earlier in, in reference to what you have done with your offense and how you have put her hey, in yeah. positions. <laughs> Not to throw a lot of picks, and 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 you can just see see it in the completion rating at seventy six point eighteen. Now I'm not trying to kiss butt here or anything like that, but I'm just stating the obvious. You know, <laughs> so that's just that. <laughs> you could have fooled me <laughs> again. You see this eyebrow? <laughs> mm-hmm. Go ahead, Eddie. Go ahead. With all that said, you know it's it's hard yeah. to overlook Bird. You know, you think about it. He was the last quarterback chosen. He only had one one year, excuse me, one season in the minors. He came in with very low value and he's still putting up good numbers despite the interceptions. But I think that's more so to deal with the fact that, you know, DeMond like throwing that ball deep downfield to himself. So. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> rookie defensive member, uh, rookie defensive player of the year. Cody Griffin from that, yeah that cornerback from from, from uh, Queen City yeah Cody that quarterback uh, that quarterback Co- corner sorry corner. Corner from- I, I agree with that free right. safety from Houston Josh Rowe okay good stuff he's he another good one that's another good yeah. pick Josh Rowe definitely a close second another yeah, another former second. teammate of mine our, our Frank Stackhouse he's leading Frank Stackhouse is leading all defense all rookie defensive linemen and tackles tackles for loss and sacks. Damn. That's pretty good. What about old line of the year? This, I mean, this is hard. I mean, this is hard to do, though. This it is, <laughs> but it's it's gonna make some great conversation. It is. So what? Who? Oh, actually, I skipped one. Special teams member of the year. I bolt on this one, but okay, go ahead. Yeah, Giovanni Bolt. Giovanni Bolt. <laughs> Giovanni Bolt, hands down. You know what? Yeah. I, I forgot about him. <laughs> I forget about him. Yeah, he I don't, could, I don't he probably could be MVP too. I. <laughs> I do want to give an honorable mention to Florida's Justice Blackwell, the rookie, mm. who has done pretty well for himself, despite uh, what the man himself may say. But uh, I don't think he's going to win the award, but he's, he's definitely uh, deserves an honorable mention. Gotcha. All right. So what about O-line of the year, which is something that I added? Who's got the best O-line? Mexico City. What? You talking about contract players or just in general? <laughs> in I general. think she just means in general. Who who didn't get sacked as much as a quarterback this season? Mexico Matt Wilson. Mm. Well, I don't know if he has any contract offensive linemen though. They don't. Mm. They don't have. Well, I guess they that would make a difference. I mean, we, we got we got two. Here, let me let me say this. I, I let, let me retract. Matt Wilson is the least sacked quarterback in the entire SFL. He's been sacked 11 times. Mm-hmm. 
up until before last week, Ashley was at least that quarterback. But due to my horrific play calling in the red zone, she got sacked three times in the red zone last week. That was my fault. That was bad game plan. I should have saw that coming. I didn't. And as a result, she got sacked three times. So now she's the second least quarter sack quarterback in the SFL. So if you want to just go by offensive linemen in general, the obvious answer is Mexico City. If you want to go by a team with contract offensive linemen, I'm going to go with my home squad, Scorpions. I think that has a lot to do, Eddie. That has a lot to do with Mexico City's passing game. So Yeah, because the ball is gone, dog. Yeah, they don't, they don't hold on to the ball. They don't so hold I, it. I can't, give, I can't give that O-line to them because they don't hold on to the ball. Okay, Man, that's uh, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't just it contribute an offensive line's capability to just the pass game. You're just going to oh, ignore what Ray Bentley and Phoenix, and Phoenix Jones have done. And that's not all on Phoenix Jones and Ray Bentley. You've got to give credit to their offensive line for the holes they create, too. Oh, we do. We do. I, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm there this week. Question, Trust me, I know. If you give it to an offensive line that's all generics or if you give it to them that's all kinds. Right. I think that's the... Ashley, yeah. you started a ride here. Well, I, well good. <laughs> no, but I, I, I see... I see. I, I mean, I understand Aaron's point, too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because you do have to create those holes as a running back to be able to be a... I mean... So are we including to to are we including non-contract offensive lines? I mean, to be fair... Yeah. To be absolutely no. fair, I don't no. think we should because um, people sign up to be an offensive lineman. You know, that's what they decide that they, they decide to do. We already don't give them enough credit on the field. We don't even keep track exactly. of their stats. Exactly. I want to know how many times you done had to flip your hourglass. That's what I want to know. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Four. It's 30 minutes. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> All right. Best, off- best front office staff. Quickly. Queen City. Queen City. Queen City. Yeah. What they what they have done in the in the turnaround of that team has to go to Queen City. It is very impressive. Oh, Their general manager as as well as they as what they do with social media. Mm-hmm. Best representation in chat um by a team in Florida. like game day chat. I'm going yeah. LSG. I might be a homer, but we go hard. It ain't Houston. We don't chat at all. Elite. We go hard. You, wait, are you talking chat. about in game chat or in, in gym game chat? chat? Okay, yeah. Oh, in game don't, chat. Don't, yeah, we don't really game. do too much in the, in gym chat, but in game chat, talking we go about hard. Chat. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We go, we go hard in, in, in game chat. We go hard in game chat. Okay. I know I do. I be letting all my. Oh, yeah, you be in there. <laughs> be talking to yourself sometimes. <laughs> I be talking about the AI like crazy. Cam hates <laughs> too. Cam hates that boy. <laughs> Eddie, Aaron, who do y'all who do y'all think has a uh, I'm I'm still gonna stick to Florida. Florida, gotcha. And Eddie. Florida is they 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 you you right they are true thick up in that. In, they in are. That. If, I mean, if I was if I was to pick someone other than LSG, it would be Florida. But I still say we go we we rep in LSG in that game chat. I agree. Atlanta does a great job of that too. Speaking yeah, of yeah, Atlanta's really good too. That's who I was. Yeah, Atlanta's gonna, pretty. That's yeah, who I was going right. to pick. I was going to say Atlanta because mm-hmm. they're yeah, right. I forgot about always that. loud always. The all the cars and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good old Siege Falco. That's right. Good old Siege. All right. So Richard Pratchett, broadcaster of the year award. Josh Zirkel. Mm, Josh has been doing amazing. Has Tyler got that award yet? No. No, Tyler. 
Tyler does bring the heat. He does bring the heat too. He does. I would I would lean towards Tyler. Tyler brings the smoke, and and you know. I, I mean, everybody brings the smoke. Everybody does a phenomenal job, but I would go Tyler there. I would go to mine. I'll tell you why I say Josh Circle. <laughs> you would. Josh does something that most broadcasters don't do. He, he, he as, a, as, a, as a color commentator, does an excellent job of, t- of telling the audience why something is happening. Everyone in that hoops and hollers and, oh, great play and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and feed you stats and all that, some more than others. But Josh is one of the few people, and when I say few, I'm talking three or less, who actually go in there and tell you why so-and-so got beat beat, or why that run play worked, or why, you know, what defense, you know, the team was is in, what offense the team is in. Most guys don't do that. Most guys don't even know what it is. They just calling it, and, and and it's no fault to them because everyone didn't play, hasn't played football. But Josh has a lot of knowledge, and I would love to see that dude call the championship game with Cam. Nice, nice. Okay. What about? I say, I say the monster. But, but Tyler is good too. I, I like Tyler's energy, and he he also feeds you a lot of stats too. Okay. Whatever. Demond. Demond, you, you would say you? I would say Demond Simeon. I think that, <laughs> I, th- I think I think that guy is pretty good at broadcasting, man. You know, he, he, you know what? I, I I say something else. Demond, we got a lot of good people, but I also like Demond. Yeah, that's my dude. But but as much flag as Andy gets yeah. broadcaster. Andy is. And is 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 yes. no nah, not taking anything from those other guys. Yeah, those guys are are, are, are all great too. Mind like, but me, but me, Mr. Hollywood yeah. Boulevard. That's right. Don't forget about you can me. Put it on the board. <laughs> exactly. Come on now. Statistician <laughs> of the year or season, I should say. Justin reside. Next. Justin reside. Yep. Next question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> That boy Got has just been on. He has been on just about every game I've well, called this season. He, he does like three, four, block, three, four stack games a week. I love it. He told me he was going to come in and make a difference when he was on my show last, and that's exactly <clears throat> what he did. I love it. Um, best moment of the year so far? Uh, Houston's blocked field goal turned into an offensive lineman scoop and score. Ooh, Ooh. nice one. I forgot about that. <laughs> Memorable. That, that 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 sticks key in my mind because I was on the call for that game. It's like, how do you score that? Yeah, I, I, you did say that. I do remember hearing you say, "How do you score that?" It's like, do you give that to the the offensive lineman as you know he scored a touchdown, or do you give it to the kicker, the placeholder? Who do you give that score to? That's a, you know, I actually forgot about that one too. But the one I the one I had came up with was um, the fumble recovery. Jack, what's the running back name for um Jackson? Jerry Willis. Jerry Willis. Yeah, Jerry Willis. He was they were playing Baltimore, and he fumbled it, and mm-hmm. somebody from Baltimore picked it up, yeah, and ran to the house with it like 30, 40 yards, and I forget who that guy Wasn't was. Unlike the most recent that. plays of the week, too. I think it was. I think that was. Us. I think that was the turning point. It was because Jacksonville was only down seven at that point. Mm-hmm. Sure was. Like Aaron's moment. Yeah. Very good stuff. Lastly, we're gonna discuss coach of the year. Chris Conasek. 
and, and how he's a- been able to turn around that uh, that Queen City squad. Yeah, Eddie Gage. Yeah. You can't deny it. Yeah, I'm going Eddie Gage. Yeah, I, I think Comiseo has done a good job, but I got I have to go with Gage as in top three in defense, and <laughs> that offense is just it it. It, it has an artistry of like watching Michael Jordan play ball. You know, come on, man, playing. slow down. <laughs> I don't listen. Slow down, bro. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to gas. I don't want to gas either Ashley or or Eddie up. Nah, it's, I'm just. It's I, not. I'm just, I'm just, I, 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 I I know where Eddie went in season fourteen. Eddie, I'm not gonna say he struggled with the offense, but I sucked. Yeah, he he, he was a wreck. He, he was a wreck. He 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 had. He said, "Man, I got headaches over here trying to figure this offense out and stuff like that." You know, after season fifteen, I would I, give, I would give Eddie a little nugget every here now and then or whatever. And you know, he took it. You know, and 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 he did the work with it. And that's why I say, I mean, me that just me personally watching your offense is beautiful. You know, and and I and I told that to you, and I I, I truly feel that about. Uh, about your offense is that it has an art of its own. And not only that, he's got a way of sneaking in these these plays uh, for something like he can, even the best teams, I, I feel like he plays the best teams the best, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like um, what you all did and the, the team you played last season in the playoffs is escaping me. But what y'all Mexico did- City. City. Yes, what y'all did last year in the playoffs <laughs> when virtually nobody expected y'all to win that game um you know you came in and, and you swooped in and, and you showed that's that's when i i really opened my eyes and like dang this dude i'm figuring something out and so it's like um i feel like it's going to come you there are there are maybe two teams that can stop baltimore and i feel like you guys are one of them well that's very commendable i must agree with everybody and it's not because you're my coach <clears throat> But I could go with um, I, I, I definitely want to give my nod to you in comparison with um, Chris Komasek, even though he did turn that whole Queen City situation around because they were bad. I mean, they were bad for about two seasons. And then when he came over there, it's like they're saving grace. But. Being on your team and actually watching the team grow from the time you got it all the way up until now, how we progressively get better. It's not like a de- decreasing thing. Every every year we win one one or two more games. We um, throw one or two less interceptions. We capitalize off a few more turnovers until eventually I think we're going to become one of those top tier teams if we're not revered as one already. We're going to become one of those top tier teams like the Baltimore Vultures, you know, um, like the the Denver Nightwings. Well, you know, the, the the championship caliber teams like that. So, yeah, I got to give it to you, man, because you've, you've yeah. definitely helped turn us around as well. So, but uh, you OK? Hey, Marie. Yeah, I'm good, man. I didn't know you was walking behind me doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, no one saw you. But sorry. <laughs> oh man. Well, guys. And you like- know what? And, 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 and if I can, if I can interject for just a moment, mm-hmm. that's for me. That's part of the reason. You know what I mean? The emotion displayed 
uh, is, is part of the reason why that's that's my vote. You know what I mean? Because it's like there's a, we t- talked earlier about how I feel like um, for not not for words. Um, um, the other team, Toro, the the Tulsa Tulsa Desperados. Mm-hmm. We talked earlier about how I felt that they were something's going on and how they were disconnected in some way. Mm-hmm. Well, with with Eddie, it's the exact opposite. You know, um, Eddie is involved sometimes to a fault with the SFL, um, and he puts so much blood, sweat, and tears to it that literally sometimes you can see the blood, sweat, and tears, and 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 that's how you know it's real. And and I appreciate the passion, and 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 it, it you know and and it shows through, and um you know that's that's one of the reasons you know for that very same reason. Some people look at that in a in a different way, but for me, like nobody wants to be in a team that doesn't care whether they win or lose. You know what I mean? Uh, for me, for me at least, I, I I want emotion when my team wins. I want emotion when my team loses because emotion is life. And if you don't, if you don't have that emotion, then you're dead inside. And so for me, that just shows how much he cares about the organization. And that's why he's coach of the year. All right. Phenomenal job, gentlemen. Thank you all so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules to join me tonight. I really appreciate all of you. Um, special thanks to all of my viewers that decided to come in and turn it, tune, tune in or turn on that radio button again. I really uh, appreciate all of this. Um, I'm going to give everybody the last word before I throw it off, before I sign off. So we're going to start with you first. Aaron, any last words? Uh, nah, not really. <laughs> No fourth word, not something. I've I've already said everything that needs to be said. <laughs> okay. I, I love you, Aaron. <laughs> Thank you. What about you, Bo? Uh, it's been a pleasure. I love being on the show all the time. I definitely appreciate it. Anytime I'm available, I'm here. Um, and um, you know, everybody it was a great, a great, great chance for me to get to to, to chop it up with Eddie and Devon and Aaron. It, it's nice to meet you, and it'll be nice to beat you in uh, Game Ooh. Twelve. A day. <laughs> you say you say this after you've already beaten us once this season, but I see how it is. <laughs> I see how it is. <laughs> All right, and Devon. Oh, oh man, Houston, what it do? Uh, just <laughs> shout out to the hyenas. Also, I just received a message from uh, from Evan Lacey, and um, he's, he's basically asked me a question. Uh, do I have family members down in Port Arthur, Texas? And in which I do. Um, my name is 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 French. Simeon is, is a French name. Um, and basically they're scattered all over Louisiana and southeast Texas. And the name is spelled three different ways, no matter how you spell it we're all related. Wow. And the reason why the name is spelled three different ways is because is because uh, back in the 1700s when the French settlers came over to the US, they didn't marry um, white people, but they married Indians and blacks. Okay? Nice. So what they did is they changed their names certain ways so that they couldn't be traced or found or whatever mm. as, as they were being, you know, 
chased and, and looked for. So he just sent me that message. So I'm excited to just reach out to him and say, what's up, cousin? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so yeah, I'm going to hit him up here in just a minute. And, and I, I, I'm always excited about meeting new people, man. And I, I meant to speak with him at the convention i saw him but then when i looked back he was gone you know he and his wife was there at the convention representing their son and so forth and, and i just i couldn't get a chance to, to speak with them like i wanted to but i would most definitely be having a conversation with him here shortly you uh, should evan um, the van is an absolutely amazing person and his sister <laughs> i met his sister <laughs> and his wife and that was okay they're absolutely great but yeah do that and let us know what happens all right hey uh ashley that reminds me i i I know i spoke already but i definitely didn't want to forget to give my team a shout out i was so busy trash talking with fort worth but uh shout out to the lone star glory man i I love my team it's it's so it's so wonderful to be on a team with such a supportive people Mm -hmm. and uh you know we chat in the in the in in our team chat it's every day we chatting like you know we're family and it means so much to me. So I definitely appreciate them. Shout out to uh, uh, Charles, Charles on creating that atmosphere. Um, and then Yogi Bar uh, coordinator, as well as Albert Begin. Oh, Albert has done so much since coming over from QC. Uh, we, me and him talk a lot. And, uh, you know, he he's definitely helping me develop my players. So shout out to everybody uh, on the Lone Star squad as well. Yeah, All Yogi right. Bar, I got a spot for you. <laughs> Yogi, don't listen to him, Yogi. Don't listen. Now, you, you, you know, you know the funny thing is that um, Yogi and I connect at the conventions because I'm completely deaf in my and in, in, in my left ear, and Yogi is completely deaf in his right ear. So when we were at the convention, we were standing. He, I mean, he came up to me. He's like, "Hey, yo, I heard your your y'all stand by side by side. Y'all yeah, straight. we were side by side. We were straight. You know, so I was like, man, it's cool. I ain't so i don't know if you remember ashley you interviewed me once and i and i stated that that i i was death in one of my ears or something like that and he was like oh man i got i gotta meet this guy so you know at the convention he came up to me he was like yo what's up one ear bandit you know i'm like oh wow no (laughs) i'll if you hear me (laughs) i can't i can't But yeah, man, he uh, he he and I we 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 chuckled all weekend long at the convention, man, and uh, he he even gave me his gamer tag, but I haven't been able to get on on the Xbox One and game with him because shoot, I've been <laughs> game planning all all week, you know, through, through and through. and with baby DJ, I know, trust yeah, me, yeah, I get yeah, it, handful right there, he's something else, but yeah, that's <laughs> all I have. <laughs> gotcha. What about you, Eddie? Um. Man, y'all know what it is, man. We we over here in Arizona. Just well, first of all, thank you for you know allowing us all to come on and use your platform to speak on the SFL. You know, the, we don't have as much content we, as we used to have. So when, when content is out there, I think we as SFL as, as fans of the league all you know appreciate the content that we do get. You know, it used to be damn near seven days a week. <laughs> but, you know, do some other things in life for everybody. But uh, I, we, I just want to show you that I, how much I appreciate you for continuing to do what you do. I told you to take some damn time off someday and, you know, give yourself a break. But you continue to push this stuff out and I appreciate you for it. And Arizona, you know, y'all know what it is. I love y'all, man. We, we like like you said, we slowly improving and we, we trying to get places, man. But, uh, Speaking of coaches, I just want to say we can't forget about the job that Baltimore is doing. I mean, despite who they played, they got two Hall of Fame coaches, one on offense, one on defense. And 
like you guys were saying, it's so much easier when you have one that can dedicate themselves to each side of the ball. And with them able to do that, they can spend more time getting everything right. And I can't wait for that Queen City Baltimore game. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I want to give them some love as well. But you can't forget about Chris and the job he's done turning that Queen City franchise around. Arizona, I love every last one of y'all. And uh, I thank y'all for sticking with me despite when we sucked in 14. We was damn near sucking in 15. We tied 10 things around in 16. And here we are in 17. We division champions. But we're not done, y'all. I'm trying to take us places, and uh, we got a tall tag. There's some great teams ahead of us, and we just see where it goes, man. I just thank y'all for sticking around through the process because, like someone said earlier, it's a lot easier when when your players stick around because you have to develop somebody else, you know. And uh, when your players stick around, you have time time to develop them. It makes you know game planning and coaching that much easier. For the guys that's on, that's on D.C., you guys got a great offensive coordinator over there, one of the better ones in the league. Um, I encourage y'all to stick that out because y'all got some tough losses, and it's only a matter of time before they get that thing turned around. So that's pretty much all I got. All right. Well, again, thank y'all so much for being on the show. And I'm looking forward. And I'll, Okay, back up for a second. <clears throat> I will take a break. Once this show, this is episode 182. So once I get to episode 200, I plan on taking a little break, you know, a little hiatus for a minute. I won't be gone too long because I know how people are. Oh my God, she quit. No, it's not that. I'm just taking a break. I've been doing this show every week since 2000, December 28th of 2018. Every week. I think I only missed maybe a couple weeks out of this entire time. Yeah. So... But I promise you, I will I will get a break. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to bringing you another great podcast next week. But until then, y'all, stay safe, treat each other well. And for Eddie, Bo, Damon, and Aaron, and of course, myself, AJ Stryker, see y'all very soon. Peace. <laughs>